Well, boy, do we have a great show for you tonight. That's right. It is Hotline League time. Episode 22 is here. We're filming this on Monday night at 8 p.m. We've finally returned to our regularly scheduled programming hour after flirting with some earlier times and doing some stuff in Miami and all that stuff. We're back. We're back at the regular time. You're here. You're watching live. Unless you're watching the VOD, in which case, what are you doing? You should watch live. Whatever. We're going to get the show down. Hotline League is brought to you by... Open by HP. Brought a lot of energy for the start of that. Uh, I think, I think that you, would you work. Pooped. You what? pooped. What? I say you pooped. Is that like all all the energy you got for the show today? Oh, okay. Yes. Am I tired? That's yeah, what have you never heard that term? Are you are you pooped? I'm well, pooped. I just try to keep it classy. Uh, we didn't do a good chance before the start of the show of having Twitch chat tell us about audio levels. So please tell me if there's any audio levels. Uh, we, if there's any audio levels, if there's yeah, any, yeah. just let us know. <laughs> Are there, there audio levels? Audio? If there's no audio levels, we've got some problems. I'm I joined, of course, at the, on this, the onset of this episode by Mark Zimmerman, my constant co-host. How's it going, Mark? Great. There's been no new developments in my life. No. Okay. Did None. Kelby, Kelby, did you even see the crazy shit that happened with Mark? It's the biggest story no. to break in legal. I didn't actually. Sports. Okay. We'll talk about that uh, in a second. Okay. Kelby. How you been? I've been I've been great. It was nice seeing you hanging out this weekend, Travis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm super good. Very good, very good. Yeah, I mean, do you you want to talk about what you did, and then we'll go to Mark's life. Yeah, dude. What the hell? I thought I was supposed to come to that that part that land party, yeah. and I didn't. Anyway, so we had a <laughs> uh, we had we had my 30th birthday celebration. We rented a house down in uh, San Luis Obispo. Travis was there. Hunter was there. Nick was there. It was Pismo Peter Beach. Was there. Yeah, yeah. But Pismo Beach is like in San Luis Obispo, isn't Does it? it? In the, yeah, I think so. Well, like it's very close proximity. It's in the county if we want to get technical in that way. Um, but yeah, we rented a house. We did a land setup. We, we consumed a lot of food and other good stuff. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. You told me those were... Regular mushrooms, Kelby. Uh, it was <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I had a great time. We played video games. Uh, yeah. Did not stream much because people they don't appreciate being streamed when they're not in their right mind. Apparently, I I, this is person. what I learned. So I learned. It was, it was really person, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, no, there were two people, two old men. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But either way, I had a great time. Uh, so Kelly, Mark got fired. This is what this is what the internet <laughs> oh, I saw said. The hotline Lee or the uh, the offline TV thing, but it's I you got fired or you're just leaving. No, that's the so, way people are characterizing it, which I think is a mischaracterization. It, well, it's because so I mean it is a slightly complicated situation because it was just done so unprofessionally, I guess. Ooh, uh, this I, is so, some good stuff. I'm excited no, I, to hear I just about mean, this. Like, the, the way like so Josh tweeted he got fired or let go, whatever, and then uh, of course. Uh, makes it sound like I did, which technically in some sense I did, but then again, not at all. So like the whole thing's just a mess because mm. I had a meeting last Monday um, and basically they put a, they told, it was like a, not necessarily a proposal, but like you're all right with this, right? And then like what they were proposing was not being followed at all. So I was like, this is bullshit kind of. Um, and then I got let go for not agreeing to that. And then, the house and the talent uh, 
were not all right with that. And so they tried to ask me back after some like revisions and structure changes. But at that point I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. So. Create creative differences with the leadership. Yeah. Creative maybe the way that should have that was initially that was initially what josh said but the problem with the creative differences is it actually had an um a knock-on effect of people misunderstanding that because uh irl was the catalyst for a lot of stuff that went wrong because it blew up and people started losing their minds and making bad decisions but no one was uh, but if you say creative differences people feel like it was like we didn't want irl or there was like arguments about youtube versus irl when in reality there was never like any competition between the two it was just like what to do with the irl stuff and bad decisions around that that then highlighted problems um so like if you say creative differences unfortunately it feels like people interpret that to mean like arguments over irl when in reality the problem was not irl yeah hmm Generally speaking, I think everyone's supposed to be very vague about what happens in these situations. Uh, but I feel like everyone's yeah. being too transparent. You think people are being too transparent? Yeah. Well, just in like, like general, like if in any at a normal company, the employee oh, yeah, leaves yeah. and they just say, "Hey, I'm no longer working here," and well, the company doesn't really say anything and whatever. But and now it's become like I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying it's just yeah, no, the know. most esports thing in the world where now there's like. Twitter posts about all the reasons and uh, yeah, weird, yeah. Weird. I mean, so it, to be fair, like I know a lot of people initially were like, well, why did Josh have to do an AMA? But as someone who is a public figure, quote unquote, who's going to stream and have a community who wants questions, I think streamers yeah. uh, do have a responsibility to be a little bit more transparent. Um, and that has a knock on effect with me who I wouldn't say I'm a streamer and necessarily quite a public yeah, figure like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I am a personality. I am somewhat forward facing. And um, especially after having so many personal difficulties with it, I did want, I felt like I was going to have to say something and I didn't want to come out there and just say like the, what I initially typed up, which was a, a nice like, hey guys, thanks for having me. Wore a lot of hats. Like my tweet was what all I was initially going to say. But after the the week of events that transpired and after the initial Monday meeting, I, I just typed up yeah. a, a longer thing and I, I cleared it with them. Like I, I showed it to their management. I, I cleared it with the talent. Like I, I tried to, to make it transparent without pointing to specific instances or people while also making it so people would be comfortable with it. Yeah. So I understand it probably didn't come across perfectly either, but there's no perfect solution there. Well, it's almost been a year since I was laid off and that worked out splendidly. I now have a Patreon sitting at 1300 bucks a month. I mean, but I assume your primary source of revenue was the riot stuff or was it not? Oh yeah. It's I mean, hotline I, league. I, Kelby. I, I barely made Dick from a, from offline TV. Like I, yeah, didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't care about the money. Sure. Okay. So it's not like a financial blow in any way. Right. He's got hotline league supporting him. The core backbone. The, the amount of money I pour into his bank account every month, Kelby. Well, I mean, those are seven thousand dollar glasses he's wearing right now. You know, these are actually Ray Bans. See, I didn't even know that. I don't know where I got these. You think the offline them. salary was getting him those Ray Bans? I found that I found them in my room somehow and started wearing them for this show. And then when I went to Miami, I was like, "Oh shit, the Ray Bans." I am way louder than Kelby and Mark. This is what I ask, or you know. People. No, you're fine. All right, that guy. I ask How are the, the audio? Is there audio levels? 
Everyone says turn my. Guys have the levels. I ask everyone for this, and then no one Avicii says shit. More levels. Yeah, I, oh, I was gonna make an Avicii Yo, joke. Oh, great minds. Think Damn, alike. dude, you're a fucking beast. Travis, hello. Is this better? Twitch chat. Are you guys? Happy I like yet? how you spent ten minutes before the show producing it live on air, and we still we still don't have Avicii on. Yeah, yet. I. <laughs> <laughs> From now on, Travis, you can only say, how are the Avicis? Yeah, how are the Avicis? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not as good in the past couple of years. That's why. Um, all right. Well, look. The amount of uh, support I've been seeing from Twitch chat for Mark, it's beautiful. And that's why this is going to be the what should Mark do next episode. All our calls will be oh, about please. Mark's next are job. You, are you kidding me? I already have shit moving. I shit Mark is I, desperate for work inspiration. If you guys can call in, you give oh us an man. idea. Any kind words you want to say to him. If you've been in a similar also, situation before, where a streaming house has I deal better let with you down. Feedback, so so less less nice things. Fat cat Scara, just trying to take at you for <laughs> everything you're worth. Mark, uh, I know that the um, the Burger King really close to my apartment is hiring. If uh, you know you wanted to come up. What's your address, just so I know roughly where to go? Uh, I live on Beloit in Santa Monica. Oh, yeah? (laughs) I can't remember my exact number. uh, (laughs) Maybe just hang out the homeless people for a little while and I'll catch you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Is this better, everyone? Can we all be happy now? With the audio levels? I hope so. All right. Are we going to start this fucking show? I've been waiting, dude. Like, we had to address the elephant in the room. That was that is not an elephant in the room. Yeah, that's the elephant on Twitter. It's the greatest scandal to hit Hotline League in years. (laughs) Mark, been meaning to tell you this, but Kelby and I have been talking, and (laughs) we've agreed to fire Josh. Actually, so he's. The greatest scandal. What was the name of that guy who came on and said Watergate and wanted to call me out on clutch? Because I want that guy back on. I want him to call in for this episode. I mean, he didn't believe in clutch for playoffs. I think did we we saw clutch's performance? (laughs) Didn't we ask him lack thereof? Did we ask? Why didn't you call in when we had Apollo? No, you know what? You know what I thought was super interesting is that so like. Sebastian was on your guys' show in Miami, right? Uh, talking about their expectations for Echo Fox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said they were they, the underdog. How they were, yeah, how, they were, how he thought that they were going to 3-0. I thought that it was really interesting, however, that in the Echo Fox series, he decided to send up his social media staff instead of his team to play that series because hey. that was the worst performance I've seen by Clutch only matched by their social media content. So I it, it couldn't have been the players up on stage. I like that joke. It was convoluted. I'm not sure you, you had Twitch chat following you with it, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have I done the wording better, but... Kelby, yeah. Kelby's not a fan of their social media, which is like, admittedly... Is anybody a fan of their social media? Well, their social media, social media, what media issue was not... It was not great at the start of the split, but they hired somebody later, and then they got way better. yeah. They way better. All right. I want to just point something out here. Hey, Travis. Mark, do you want to tell us wait, wait. how to do I, calls? I want to I I point out one thing really quick. All right. So Clutch Gaming, which is an LCS team, has been in the league for a full split 
made it all the way to Miami has less Twitter followers than me. How about YouTube follow? How about YouTube subs? <laughs> I don't have a YouTube, so I hope they're beating me there. Listen, uh, Kelby. Kelby, start one up. You got 976 people ready to press that sub button. Kelby. The amount I of- haven't I haven't worked for an esports team in three and a half years. Kelby. I haven't worked for three and a half years. Kelby, there's no need to just show how much promotion I've been able to give you over these past Thank couple you. years. I appreciate the only it. thing keeping you relevant to anyone. <laughs> the only thing keeping you Travis relevant Gafford. is my relevancy to double lift. Uh, uh, all right. Mark, <laughs> let's take some calls. All right. You want to so- explain how this works? Absolutely. If you guys have not seen the show before, we have a Discord that we're Josh is on. in the chat chat and says, you guys can't fire me. Fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> so we told Josh we fired him from the show. Uh, okay, sorry. It's continue. funny because he's streaming right now, so someone <laughs> must have gone in there and told him. Hey, if, uh, if Josh is streaming right now, SOTL Travis on Twitch, it's a way better show, way better stream. Mark's on it. Kelby's on it. I don't know who Josh is. Uh, come, come watch the real content right here. Um, Sorry, go ahead. So as I was saying, and I'm spamming again because I think it probably got pushed out in Twitch chat right now. I'm putting in the Discord link. You need to join this Discord. And then there's going to be general voice channel. uh, And everyone will need to go in there. You can kind of meet yourselves once you're in there. And then in the general text channel, you're going to put your takes. And I'll be reading those, going through them, and pulling people into the waiting room for ones that I like. You'll go through a short microphone check, and then we'll bring you on air. Uh, for this episode, I think Travis and I are talking about going back and looking at some of our favorite, least favorite moments, kind of like a, see, a split recap kind of thing. So anything that you guys felt like you really didn't like, really like. Yeah, what do you think has know. been good in the LCS so far? What do you dislike? I mean, I asked I asked Chopper this question in the interview. What do you think was good about franchising now looking back at it? Uh, what do you think has been an issue and I think overall, like, obviously that's kind of the general theme of this, but I think the nice thing is about weeks like this where there hasn't been as much news, people can call in and say uh, all sorts of stuff. You know, they can talk about a bunch of different things yeah. that they feel. So if you've got some idea for something, I don't know, just feel free to drop it. Yeah, and once again, please try and be a little bit more descriptive of what your actual take is. Things that say, like, I want to talk about the the league scene is, is not going to get you pulled. <laughs> All right, we're getting Mike Spam. I'm already dropping him into the waiting room. So Mike Spam, by the way, is a sub. If you are a sub, you get to go to the sub chat where you can put your question in, and more likely you'll get picked. But I see something there, I'm going to yell at him. Um, so anyway, but yeah, that's how the show works. Uh, you call in, we talk about stuff. It's great. Uh, a couple of shout-outs while Mark is pulling questions. Uh, I want to shout-out uh, Radical Bread subbed. Rummy Cake for the 500 bits. It's Sarah's. Sub Christabel Resub says hi. It's Sarah's uh, gifted a sub to Isley. Hook subbed. Dr. Manhattan 18 says, can we spam Omen by HP in the chat? Thank you, Dr. Manhattan. Very nice of you to support the sponsors. Uh, really, really appreciate that. CT uh, Ferris donated bits. Kelk403 uh, says, hey, Travis, just wanted to say you're awesome and that 500 bits only costs $1 for the first buy. If anyone wants to support Travis, it's true. They're running a promotion. Right now, for one dollar, you can send me five. I don't have a. I'm not partnered or anything. Can you send that to me instead without having partnership or anything? No. Uh, Coolos thirty three subbed or sorry sent bits uh, and says, "Did you, we win? Did you hit on black in Vegas? I donated to the fund. No, I lost money in Vegas. Uh, not that much. 
saying spend my money on content, but we're doing okay. I'm going to go talk to these guys. Okay. Smilsap917, resub, resub says you're the man dog. The serializer subbed. Uh, Exunzer sent 500 bits and says donating to help Mark find a new job fund. I'll tell Mark that whenever he gets back. I really like that. That's good. It's nice. Travis, what the hell? What? With Mike Spam's... I can't believe you want to have him on for this one. Yeah, well, I want to show how wrong he it's is. By the way, before we get to Mike Spam, ideas. just so you know, somebody sent 500 bits and says it's for the Mark getting a new job fund. So <laughs> thank you to Kelk. Or sorry, thank you to uh, to Zunzer. Hello, Mike Spam, where are you calling from? Still outside of Seattle, Travis. Still outside of Seattle. I'm going to Seattle tomorrow night. What for? Uh, I'm going to hang out with Sex. Bonnie and Peter. Sex. Clearly. Uh, so, and if this if this gets heated, we can uh, we can take it to fists in person. In per- <laughs> I'll beat you up. Is what I mean. Mike Spam, what do you uh, what do you want to talk about? Well, I'm here because I'm excited for MSI, and I don't care that it's at the M- that it's at the EULCS studio. I think that's just as fine as anywhere else. As anywhere else? <laughs> it could be anywhere else and you'd be equally excited. I could have had it in space, but I was like, hey, ULCS sounds fine. Yeah, yeah. Berlin Studio. I personally don't care really where these events are held. What if it was and an most online? Of these tournaments are really forgettable as an internet viewer in terms of location. Uh, why, what if it was only an online only tournament? I really wouldn't care. Okay. Like in terms of the viewing experience. Yeah. Well, your viewing experience. Fair. So you, do you don't like in person, you you wouldn't care about the in-person interviews or anything like that? Not really. I mean, I've been watching league for seven years now at this point, it all just kind of blends together and I just care about the games. So my, my question for you on that is how much of that is because they have had most important international competitions in serious venues. I mean, did you feel like uh, the all-star event that was at the NALCS was less hype than some of the other things that have happened? Yes, but that was because of the event itself, not so much the venue. We'll, it, find, we'll find that one out. Did you, do you like, were you impressed at all whenever you saw like the dragon fly into? Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely impressive and it's definitely cool to see, but as a viewer, that's not really why I remember those tournaments or sure. at least me personally. Well, the, the thing that I really appreciate about having a significant live audience is background noise, like crowd cheering Fair. when big, exciting plays happen. Like when I think back on uh, like some of the biggest events in league history, or I, I don't know, like the plays, the individual moments that stand out to me the most, there's always like, you know, some sort of crowd cheer in the background. And uh, I think that that helps also energize um, player reactions and caster uh, you know, I don't know. Mark can probably speak to this. Caster like reactions, definitely player yeah. reactions. I'm not sure I'd agree with that one. 
I mean, nobody. I can, I can see the argument you're making, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I in talking that... to players, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, players feel like the stakes are way higher. It empowers them. They feel incredible when they walk out onto a stage inside of a massive arena. So imagine you just played. Imagine you just played in a massive arena to win your split finals. And it's like, congratulations, you've now qualified to go to the EU LCS studio and compete in front of a couple hundred people. Uh, and maybe you get a chance to play in the spring, uh, the, sorry, the, the finals location, the semifinals location in Paris. But like you go from this massive arena that that has allowed you to qualify into play at the studio. Uh, the best example of this, by the way, is the who like the EULCS situation where that team is going to go or just one uh, in EU and Europe, their massive arena, Fnatic now goes back to their studio to compete. Like you've just qualified to go to the studio to compete. Does that not feel weird to you? Oh, it feels weird, but just the event itself, I don't care. Yeah. So I would say, you know, the crux of his argument is not that some of this stuff isn't hype or that players yeah. shouldn't care. Just for him, he doesn't think it matters all that much to a lot of the people viewing online, right? Exactly. Or, or is it 100% personal, you don't care? I would guess that the super casual people it impacts the most. I think the more league you watch through the year, the less the venue actually matters. See, I feel like mm -hmm. the venue echoes out across everything. So the casters are going to get more hype. Uh, the players are going to feel like everything's more impactful. You'll get bigger reactions out of them when they win or they make a big play because they know that they're doing it in front of this huge arena. Uh, when they walk out With and the like the caveat being, this is just for the group stage though. Well, it's for the plans and the group stage, which is the vast majority of this event. And You're right. But those games have always been forgettable. That's my hottest take here. I mean, I don't know if I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't think I agree with that. Considering a lot of the, the region's best teams get knocked out in the, the stages, the group stages of these. So like, TSM in North America's dreams are only sometimes group stages. Uh, so right, I, I'm not quite sure I agree with that. group stage games would you say are really that hypey? I would say like TSM locking in Ryzen, Jason losing again in 2016 was pretty memorable. Or like running into Victor with Doublelift was pretty memorable for NA fans. So uh, I'm not quite sure I agree with this statement. I mean, Gigabyte Marines, whenever they show up, uh, is pretty fun. Yeah. Like, there's, a, I think there are a lot of memorable moments. Um, I don't know. Like for me, so this might be the case for you, and it's it's fine if you are only interested in like what you're seeing whenever the games are happening. But for me, like I, it's interesting. So I did that video about the venue size situation. It's been getting more and more uh, views as time goes on, and I'm actually really interested because I think by day day three, day four, day five of the group stage. When, especially if one of the major uh, regions doesn't make it out and they realize like, oh, wait, our team only played in the EU LCS studio the whole time. Like that's going to feel bad. Like imagine if uh, EU doesn't make it out of group stage 
well, you know, whatever people are yeah. going to say like, oh, yeah, of course they are. They're not or what. Just imagine a world where they flop for some reason and they don't make it out of group stage. That team will have gone like EU will have had an international tournament in its own region and will have only competed in their their own arena. So I don't know. I think it's 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 hard for me to hear that, like, it doesn't really matter um, I understand that if you're only interested in the games, then yeah, like what's happening on the Rift is what's happening on the Rift, regardless of if it's in a massive arena or elsewhere. But I think this is the type of thing that has like massive ripple effects across the entire event, and I think uh, I think people are going to be pretty upset about it. So, I so do- there is one less hot thing I will say that's a bit less baby, which okay. is I think Riot should do a better job. And I think they've dropped the ball pretty massively on selling the cities where they're at as more than just look at how big this place is. Well, I think Miami, they did a really good job with that. Sure. I'm not sure. I think they could do more when I compare it to like, traditional sports and how well those broadcasts sell the cities because they've had time to be there. And I think a large part of this has come from the fact that league is really young and all they've had to push are look at how big these stadiums are, which just doesn't resonate with me as someone who doesn't go to events. Yeah. I think, I think that Miami is a pretty good example of a situation where they're trying, they're trying to do more than that. So I'd be interested to see where it goes. I'm not locked into my opinion, but right now for the 2018 MSI, the fact that it's at the EULCS studio doesn't really impact me. All right. So before we, before we move on from this topic, Travis, you should do a straw poll right now of Twitch chat and ask, do they care about the venue size slash location? Yes or no. Like for and MSI. Then, Cause I'll just do it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or yeah, do it and then do it after the event or during the event and see if see if you get a difference of a like uh, yeah. opinion. Okay. It'd be cool to see if people right now think like, yeah, I don't really care, and then they start watching and they're like, wait, watching them in the same setting that they already already play in all the time is not hype. And, yeah, and I know, mean, like, most people don't watch you, so for them it's a new. Thing. Hey, they had pretty similar viewership for their finals supposedly. Yeah. So I think I think maybe they've done a worse job of building up their bottom teams. It's the same problem North America had last year, where no one watched Dig versus P1. It had like 10k viewers on the second channel. So All right, I just tweeted just out. Problem. I will link. I'll link the tweet in uh, in Twitch chat so people can vote. Um, yeah, very good. Well, hey, thank you so much, Mike Spam, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's been a while. Thanks, dude. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a while. Sorry if Twitch chat or if Twitch chat flamed you. You did you did have a very controversial Dude, opinion. I can deal with Twitch chat. Like, okay, very good. It takes way more than that. To yeah. Impact. How's the weather been in Seattle, by the way? Should I pack warm clothes? Very very raining. Travis, I oh. voted. I'm the only one who voted. It's 100 percent yes right now. Just don't include the one vote part and screenshot it so you can see that 100 percent of people. <laughs> I, it's or, it's yeah. already different for me on my screen. I ah, see that 63. I, I'll, I'll screenshot Unlucky. it. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Mike Spam. Talk to you later. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on to the next caller. I don't know. I think I think it's crazy to say that uh, people don't won't care, but Man, I think you're just gonna flame him when he gets off. 
No, I mean, I, I flamed him to his face. I I think uh, what will be interesting is the, the problem is, is I think Riot often looks at this stuff and they, they probably say like, okay, well, look, we saved all this money and the same amount of people watched it. Uh, but there's like a viewer sentiment uh, factor there that I think people aren't really taking into account. So Yeah, and you won't necessarily get uh, like a super adverse effect to viewership for that event, but for future events when yeah. people are thinking like, is it worthwhile for me to tune in? Yeah. Is this going to be a memorable experience? Yeah, and or maybe they just get overall a little bit less hype about it. And then like when Fortnite right. does something on the moon, yeah. you get a little more excited for that. Uh, yeah. Rocketman239, where are you calling from? Uh, Michigan, rural, definitely. Rural Michigan. <laughs> it's a lot different from like urban Michigan. Are you in the? There's like a dog and a glove, right? Yeah. Kind which of. which, is which part are you? Two three nine. Your area code? Uh, no. <laughs> don't hey, don't dox. What? Uh, is it your birthday? How is two three? No. His area code wouldn't dox him, would it? Uh, well, I mean, just an area, but I mean, it's so there's like a really wide area for that. So, is it part of your social security number? <laughs> no, yeah, Rocket Rock, Man two three nine. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, basically, like what the effect of having new orgs in the semifinals and finals, especially like Clutch with their low social media presence, had on like the viewership. <laughs> don't 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 give Kelby that. I like this guy. Don't give Kelby that. Uh, I've heard mixed things. So I've heard some people say that viewership was down twenty percent, and then I heard. Uh, I think there's an interview somewhere with Riot Chopper. Maybe I misunderstood. Maybe he's talking about Spring Split versus MSI or whatever, but I heard that viewership was up there. So have we heard an official, I don't know, Mark or Kelby, if you've seen this, but has there been an official statement about what the viewership was like year over year for MSI? Uh, do for they MSI? Do? Yeah. I don't, I don't think that they... Finals. Well, he said Clutch, ever... so I think he meant all of MSI, right? Rocketman, sorry. They... What? Rocketman is not... Rocket Man, are you talking about MSI or Spring Split? I was talking about a Spring Split Finals. Uh, yeah. Spring, spring Split Finals. Okay, so Jesus technically Christ, clutch, clutch was not – oh, semis and finals. Uh, semifinals. Yeah. Uh, oh, why was I saying MSI? I don't know. I was thinking about my Did you listen to anything that he said? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I did. I don't, for some reason, I was thinking of MSI, and then I convoluted it with uh, Miami. Miami equals MSI, yeah. Yeah, in yeah, my mind, it's all the same. Well, I mean, one of, the, w- one of those arenas <laughs> is much bigger than the um, – the point is, okay, so for Miami finals, yes. Uh, have we heard anything about what ultimate viewership was? Uh, I didn't see any official stuff, but I know on the days that they were happening, uh, there were two Reddit threads that went up, one for EU and then one for NA. And yeah. in the NA one, they were talking about how viewership for the finals was actually up compared to summer last split. Yeah. So well, Ratha- spring is always higher than summer. Isn't I've always heard the opposite. Yeah. I think it's the opposite, isn't yeah. it? No, spring split always gets better viewership than summer split. Wrath Maybe of Khan. not for finals, but during the regular season. Yeah, these always yeah, does better than summer. This this was only for um the the regular or the, the actual finals though, because it was like wow. five hundred something K for Europe, five hundred something K sure. for NA, and yeah, then supposedly yeah. the finals last year, which had TSM and C9 in it, uh peaked at or TSM Immortal, excuse me, and it, it peaked at like 476 or something. I forget what the number was, but mm. there were there were people talking in the comments about it. I didn't check their numbers to be like, these look right, and it could just be idiots just mouthing off, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, both finals being over 500k, I feel like is something that League's got to be happy with. 
Uh, I mean, I like, definitely don't think the numbers are bad. I just like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's good over. Okay, so uh, do I think that we would have had higher viewership in a world where TSM and Cloud9 had been in the finals? Uh, I do think that, but I I think overall the viewership should still be something that we're happy with. It looked good. Like it didn't. It if you told me that like uh, a brand new franchise team would be in the finals against Team Liquid, I would be really skeptical about the viewership. Uh, seeing that that wasn't the case, I think I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Um, additionally, I think, the I think highest viewership final is TSM and TL, not TSM and Cloud Nine. What? I think the highest viewership final is TSM and TL, not TSM and Cloud9. I don't know about that. Team Liquid I, has historically not been as nearly as popular. popular no, for sure. Yeah. But I think there's a much better narrative with Doublelift playing TSM. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes the narratives pull stuff out, but I think overall, like the pop, like the push of Cloud9 versus is stronger than the narrative of TL. Uh Jumping back to the numbers, Twitch chat mentioned that uh, year over year it's down though because the spring finals last year had higher viewership. Yeah, so yeah, it was well, again, summer. Uh, so like Wrath of Khan has been saying that for a while. I don't, I don't know if it's true. I don't know where that information came, comes from. So I don't want to necessarily go uh, Twitch, off of it. Twitch chat's reputable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twitch. I mean, that's, citation I, that, needed. That goes in line with everything that I feel like I've seen as yeah. well. So. Yeah, but either I, way, I heard someone else talking about it. If on, it is down, previously. I don't think it was down by that much. I, I think that the numbers are great for the teams that were playing in it. And yeah. by the way, I think this is a good thing overall because I, I think, uh, no offense to to Andy and the TSM guys. That it wasn't good for the sport that seemingly half of the fan base was all concentrated in one team. And I do think now with the departure of Doublelift, uh, TSM not making it uh, very far in the playoffs, all that stuff that we are seeing a stronger distribution of fandom across the different teams, including 100 Thieves, um, a brand new team. I think that's overall good long term for the t- for the game. So I'm OK taking a, a low a hit on spring finals viewership if it means that long term we see a, a stronger distribution of, of fan base across all the different teams. Do you think we're going to see another like team like TSM maybe take over the majority of the fan base? No, I don't think so ever again, uh, unless like, well, I shouldn't say ever again. You know, if if league continues on forever and 10 years from now, we have another team that's got all the most popular players and they stick together and they win worlds like, yeah, there's a pretty good chance that that team is going to like take over a lot of the fan. But I think for now, um, a lot of the teams are so close in skill and there's pretty popular players on a lot of the different teams. And I think, um, you know, in the past, we had a lot of teams that just didn't really know how to capitalize on wins or build a brand or whatever but now we've got teams like 100 thieves that are coming in and, and they're able to do that so um i don't think that we're going to see i think that this is a trend that will continue on but we'll see i mean again like all it takes is for tsm to have a really good run at worlds uh for them to consolidate a lot of their fan base back i i think that i think that i agree with you like 90 percent of what you're saying travis but i think that so what it sounds what like you're 10 percent wrong yeah, yeah, sure. But I think, well, maybe you'll agree with me as well. It would be interesting to hear what you'd say uh, that what what competitive success does is it gives you the opportunity yeah. to create a fan base. But if you don't have anything behind it as far as personality or content or any like sort of stickiness for people to attach to, then your results really won't matter that much. I think why TSM did such a good job. Uh, cultivating that fan base and retaining it is that not only were they incredibly consistent with performance, but obviously they had very popular players, good personalities, and uh, created a lot of content behind it, which allowed them 
to, you know, yeah. build up that really strong fan base. We saw early on with Cloud9 before High, Medios, and especially Sneaky started streaming a lot and gained in popularity. Um, even though they were winning a bunch of splits, when their results fell off, their popularity uh, would kind of fall off as well. But they've 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 essentially remedied that now, where they're much more sticky with their fan base because the players also became big personalities and they started doing content. Yeah, a um, hundred thieves, awesome. I have no doubt that they will be able to create that stickiness with the competitive success that they've seen. I believe in Echo Fox as well. Uh, Clutch could do it. They just need to invest into that to to make it possible. I don't so believe in Echo Fox. The- uh, so you think like the winning is kind of like to start them out and then they need to build on from that basically? well like yeah well they, so if if you look at the losing teams youtubes like even the people who are putting stuff out like FlyQuest has actually been putting out content for a little while now is it good content and, no but they're still putting it out and turtle <laughs> yeah, retweeted yeah. it and turtle has a hundred thousand plus twitter followers and the video got like 700 views <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, you could be creating. I do rough. believe that you can create great content, and if you are a team that is just tanking, uh, yeah. it is really hard to get anybody to pay attention to your content or get yeah. anybody to watch your streams. Yeah, and like, and like, I'm not saying that content deserves more views or whatever. Like, you know, if if they were the number one team and, and Turtle retweeted that, sure, people would probably watch it. By the yeah, way, a second ago, uh, Kelby, when you were talking, Slasher showed up in Twitch chat and says Kelby is dumb, and then he corrected himself and said Kelby is wrong. I don't know why he didn't provide any more context, but I just want to know that exclusive our good our good pal <laughs> yeah, Slasher thinks you're dumb and wrong. Nice. Uh, I disagree on Echo Fox because I don't feel like other than Hooney and maybe Dardock, the players have done a good job of like turning that into personal. You only need two. Uh, yeah. Well, right, but like, but like they they have a brand of like who those two players are. But those two players don't have like big streams or YouTube channels. No, I mean I think that's yeah. because I think it's because Echo Fox did a deal with Facebook. Um, so I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know the do? nature of that, but I know for a while they oh, were posting a lot of content Facebook directly on Facebook just, and just pay for views, right? I've I've seen Echo Fox put <laughs> he has one point six k likes on his Facebook page. I don't think that's very many. Ooh, because doesn't As, Justin Negri have like five billion? Yeah, well, I'm, I assume it was a monetary deal. I assume Facebook, because, you know, Facebook for a while was, I mean, seemingly still is interested in competing uh, with Twitch for live Dota content. Dota and ESL. Uh, I know ESL hosted their Dota 2 tournament on there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, either way, I'm, I'm just saying they're not resonating with the fan base, really. Like, yeah. I don't I don't see VODs of their stuff. I don't see them getting big Twitch numbers. I don't see them having engaged, like, huge yeah. engagement. And I think... Dardock has a has a good personality for it. Hooney has a good personality for it. And I think through their interviews with Riot and stuff, they have branded themselves well, but I don't think the org has necessarily done a great job. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying that I think they can do it. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I've seen Echo Fox put money into content creation and stuff. Like, they just, yeah. Yeah. They do all right with their Smash players, actually, and stuff. They're fighting mm-hmm. game scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, uh, Rocketman239, anything else for us? No, that's pretty much it. Very good. Well, thank you so much uh, for calling into the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks and, for having me. Uh, moving on. Hey, Mark, I'm going to go ahead and, and do a quick break here. Why? Well, Mark, I'm <laughs> Why glad. Why would that be, Travis? I'm glad you asked, Mark, because it's time to talk about our sponsor, Omen by HP. 
Now, I know you all have heard this before, because anytime I mention them, Twitch chat just spams Omen by HP. You're all big fans like myself. But let's talk about why we're all such big fans of Omen by HP. Well, ever since I entered the space a couple years ago, they've been uh, really supporting esports, doing some cool stuff for the gaming community as they as they create uh, products that I use. I use right now to broadcast this. I'm looking at an Omen by HP monitor. I've got an Omen by HP laptop behind me, and they're really the thing that's powering so much of the, the operations here, including this show. Uh, they reached out to me last year uh, and wanted to support the show um, and other content that we were doing. So we, we talked about it. They sent some computers over for Broden and I to use at Worlds. And then this year, obviously, they came on board uh, with the show. They support it. Uh, which is super appreciated because it, it makes this a uh, well profitable endeavor for Mark and myself. It's the type of thing that allows us to keep creating content like it and uh, really doing a lot of cool stuff. They support everything from Overwatch League all the way down to this itty bitty show that you're watching right now. You know, it's just a very grassroots thing, uh, and I really appreciate it. I know Mark does too because um, while we were just talking about the offline TV situation. He'd probably be out on the street right now if it wasn't for what? them. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm just kidding. But but what is cool is that, and I think Mark will agree with this, it is really cool that this show is one of a, a number of different projects that we're able to work on. And you can kind of take creative risks, do different things, to whatever, because, you know, they're supporting content like this. So I really like, uh, I really, you know, obviously appreciate their support. Uh, if you do... You should go check them out on Twitter. Uh, throw them a follow. Say hello to them. Tell them you appreciate uh, their support. Uh, you can check them out. I just put a misspelled version of their the URL for their Twitter and Twitch chat. I have now put a correct version of their URL on the Twitch chat. Uh, if well, you're to watching, be fair, you got Omen by HP, right? You just got Twitter wrong. Yes, yeah. Twitter was the different. You would I, never get the sponsor wrong. I would never get the, the sponsor wrong. Uh, if you are watching the YouTube VOD, which some of you do. Uh, you can look in the description. There's a link to them, uh, to their Twitter. You can go give them a shout out. Thanks, uh, thank them for sponsoring the show. Uh, it's just really nice to have their support. Uh, they do a lot of cool stuff in the space, and uh, I think this might be the coolest thing. But obviously, I'm biased. So thanks, <laughs> thanks so much to Owen by HP for your support. Uh, really appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to shouting you out next week as well. All right, Mark, time to grab the okay. next folks. Moving on, uh, as well as Omen by HP, I do want to give a shout out to a couple friends in, uh, who helped support the show. I'm still catching up. So many of you guys sent bits and stuff. Smilsap917, The Serializer, uh, Bobacola gifted a sub to DeRay. Uh, thank you, DeRay, for uh, receiving a gift from Bobacola. He's gifted more than anybody else, I think. Uh, David Keogh, Darth Zombie 13 cue the music. And then Starbuck gifted a sub to Liquid112. Uh, so Steve now getting paid by Starbucks. It's very, very interesting, <laughs> complex situation. Biotrace is on the show. Biotrace, uh, are you related at all to Biofrost? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, no relation, and the name's not even connected, actually. Okay. But, well, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Spring Arbor, Michigan. Spring Arbor, Michigan. Hey, we just had a Michigan guy on, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. I was hoping he would give me a relative uh, idea of where he's from. Are you in a rural area? Um, yes, very much so. Damn. So. Damn. Maybe you guys are like next door. You should buy insane. some Hotline League merch and then you can hopefully bump into each other. Oh, wait. <laughs> There's no merch yet, Travis. Mark, oh, yeah. 
The last you time you my, did this, you remember my merch idea? The last time you did this, Luke spent months figuring out how to do a live show. Please, Travis, don't start you know any other gonna, initiatives. Don't, don't, let me let me ask Twitch chat if they would buy this. How about that? Do it. They also yeah. say yes. They they don't whatever. They'll say yes, but then whenever you stick like a three hundred dollar limited edition Hotline League uh, jersey in front of them, hmm. they uh, they won't cough up. I don't know why. That's not the one I was talking about. You remember at dinner? After the finals, can we wait a little bit after the sponsor plug for you to explain Fun. this idea? Because it's, it's after we just well, did the sponsor. No, 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 plug. I want even more time to pass. There's a safety. Oh, they're not going to watch all the sponsor plugs. Do you? Uh, I need. I need a. They need to. You know, walk away from their computer after before you. Biotrace, what do you want to talk about on the show? So, I think that the Golden State Warriors do not care about their LCS team, and Jesus it it's it's uh, <laughs> obvious by their. Uh, by the content that they're putting out. Uh, and for example is I would rather have no shop than the crappy shop that they have. So as long as your shop isn't absolutely horrible, then uh, maybe, uh, uh, maybe when, it would be, when you say shop, are you talking about their merch? Yeah. Their merch is absolutely horrendous. It okay. looks like it was made in a sweatshop. <laughs> what is okay. To be clear, what is most clothing's made in a sweatshop? Yeah. I mean, I, can you define what clothing looks like it's made in a sweatshop versus what? I, I've never I known that to be a distinguishing feature. Is there? Oh, I mean, Travis, the, the Golden Guardians don't have the greatest merch. Are you, okay. But I just, right, saying the sweatshop right thing Hold is a little confusing because I don't know if jerseys yeah, yeah. are. Wait, can you link it? For yeah, I linked it in Twitch it's, chat. I linked it in Twitch chat. I'm not in Twitch chat. All right, I'll link Why it. Why are you not in Twitch chat? Because I, like I don't it. read the Twitch chat. You know this. I don't a, let it influence myself. It's, it's a good idea. Um, <laughs> Twitch chat. So I just feel like... Twitch chat looks like, like it's made in a sweatshop. Okay, go on. <laughs> I don't think so, this... All right. So I feel like I don't the think, Golden State... Right. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but yeah, I just feel like their overall organization is just like feels like it's not cared about. And I think part of that is the appearance of, well, the fact that they're a brand new organization coming in and they have, um, they finished dead last and, you know, only won a couple of games, but um, I just, even looking at their YouTube, I mean, they've put out 23 videos total and half of them are uh, plays of the week from their team or highlights and it's just uh like this video has 285 views 188 views 181 views like well i mean you I, can't you can't use views do you, i mean it that is independent of whether or not the organization supports uh it right like that's the about the fan base not about i i agree that looking at their content and judging the amount of content they're putting out on the type of stuff they're putting out yeah. is a good way to to say whether or not, but I think that the views are a little bit different. Okay, sure. That's, that's definitely fair. Yeah. Um, uh, but it, with the kind of content they're putting out, it looks like they've started some things and didn't finish it. Like they started putting out some stuff for their Academy team and just kind of stopped partway through the oh, year. It's only getting and 181 I, views. I, I probably, right. Think. Exactly. Um, and, and so even, even their uh, leadership, I don't even know who runs Golden Guardians, but I mean, I know who Sebastian Park is and I, I know who Nade Shot is, yeah. but I just feel like they're completely disconnected from the entire LCS community and just kind of like uh, just kind of letting them 
try to survive and just trying to do, uh, I don't know what their end goal is. It just feels like they have no, uh, they have no direct path of where they're going or what they're doing. And it just kind of feels like they're just there. They're not putting out content. They're not doing anything with their teams. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Like, yeah. So, okay, here we go. First off, <laughs> let's address this. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> start, okay. Start with who runs. So, so first, first off, first off, somebody says oh, in, in chat, why is, Travis defending Golden Guardians. So I first off want to make it clear. I don't think I'm defending Golden Guardians. I do take issue with the idea that looking at a store online, can you can say that this looks like it's it's done in a sweatshop and and two that like you that's should continue content take, that's getting that's 150. It is a super hot take. I, I, I take issue with that. Uh, f- to answer your question, if you go to my YouTube channel, you can see multiple interviews uh, done with the leadership of the golden guardians uh it's guy the the main guy that runs it is a guy named hunter hunter here's the caveat before we talk about all this stuff conflict of Mm -hmm. interest hunter Mm -hmm. first worked with me at cbs interactive whenever we worked at GameSpot together he then helped me run yahoo esports together um secondly travis's boss at both that's not true (laughs) hunter has never been my boss his best friend um uh i i mean you know, either either he's terrible at running things, uh, or he was my boss. Because if he was my boss, my God, that guy is brilliant. Look at what he's. But he was never my boss. Uh, secondly, the the second in command, Golden at Golden Guardians, is a guy named Spelzy who lives with me and is probably listening to this on the other side of this wall right now. the The third thing is their so social Travis's media person. <laughs> the so, their social media person is a woman named Rachel. GGS who I Travis, hired at yeah. Yahoo. Yeah, GGS Travis. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, all that being said, here let me let me tell you what I agree with and and don't agree with what you said. I agree with the fact that their content has been uh, very lackluster so far. I think they did a great job with the bringing Golden Guardians to the Golden State Warriors. Um, situation or bringing them to the golden state warriors team and the venue and the stadium and all that stuff they put out that was like the first video they ever put on their channel i thought that was really good uh i do not think creating content around your uh around the academy teams or academy highlights is actually very interesting and i think that um that's it makes sense that they discontinued that um Mm -hmm. i also think that uh, I I would point out though I think I retweeted this a while ago that they were actively trying to hire a uh, head of content or like a video guy or something like that. So I would imagine that will get fixed uh, in the future. Um, for additional contents context on um, uh, I just remembered this. I should have said this before. Uh, the guy that Hunter works with slash four is a guy named Kirk Lacob, who is the son of Joe Lacob who is the guy that uh, actually this is very sad for Kirk, by the way, when you look up Kirk Lacob on Google, his title is just Joe Lacob's son. <laughs> so <laughs> so hopefully, oh, hopefully, hopefully he gets to something to, but he, he actually on is, hand, you don't he, have the nice title. On the other hand, you are that dude's son. Yeah. So he actually is the assistant GM for the golden state Warriors. Um, so there's a pretty direct link between uh, the Golden State Warriors leadership and the Golden Guardians uh, leadership. So, uh, but I so here's what I will say. Um, excuse me. Oh, Biotrace. I was trying to remember your name, Biotrace. So I think you're completely correct in feeling this way. 
and I completely understand why you think this way. Because I do, I agree that there has not been as much content coming out. I think that <coughs> whenever you are the last placing team in the LCS, it looks like people don't care. Um, they, I think, strategically went for a, a, they didn't spend the money that 100 Thieves or Team Liquid did to get like the award-winning team. So I think sure. it makes complete sense that this is how you should you should feel, uh, even though I know firsthand that that's not the case. That like the Golden State Warriors actually do. There's an interview I did with Hunter that you should um, watch if you actually do care about the stuff. Where he was talking about how anytime picks and bans occur, and you know they go through draft, like. I think he said like their CFO or other executives from the Golden State Warriors message him and say like, is this good? Is this what we want? Like they're watching it and seeing it stuff. So I, I do know that that's not there, but I do think uh, that they have a long road to go and building out things like way better merch and a better content team and, and all that stuff. And I think 100 Thieves kind of blew them out of the water. They look like they were made in a sweatshop. Yeah. I, again, I don't know if they look like they were made in a sweatshop. But Yeah. I don't quite agree with that. <laughs> but, but but I do agree that 100 Thieves merch is way better than the Golden Guardians merch. What merch? Oh, yeah. well, But you can buy the Golden Guardians merch, which is maybe yeah. an advantage to it over the 100 Thieves Maybe 100 Thieves, thieves need to get their uh, team in, in contact with the sweatshop. Yeah. Exactly. Start pumping out some merch. <laughs> All right. Let's <laughs> let's stop talking about the sweatshop. Uh, on to the roster a little bit. Like, I can see why a lot of fans feel that way because even Optic, Optic to an extent, was, like, built to win. And I don't think at any point anyone ever felt or said that, like, this team of Golden Guardians was built to win. And I think that people understandably and correctly called that out a little bit. So uh, on that point that Travis didn't really cover, I also th think that like it didn't look good. Yeah. Yeah. Kelby, you have uh, a big conflict here, but go for it. Yeah, sure. No, I mean, uh, I've talked to Hunter about this. Um, he, he knows they haven't put out a lot of content. He knows that they're, it's something that they need to invest in and they haven't done it yet. But yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think there's a lot of comp if if I'm an LCS fan, I don't think there's a lot of compelling reasons to attach myself or create fandom for the Guardians, other than I also happen to be a huge Golden State Warriors fan, and because I am a Golden State Warriors fan, I just automatically like the Golden Guardians. Yeah. In liking the Golden State Warriors organization and then hoping in the future that whatever I like about that organization will bleed through the guardians but um i honestly i feel i feel the same way about a lot of the new orgs the only the only uh org that has really impressed me as far as how they've been able to hit the ground running has been 100 thieves and as far as like disappointments guardians aren't the most disappointing team for me because i had kind Ooh. of low expectations the optic is the most disappointing team for me by far um because i was had a, a better grassroots in gaming yeah, they had they had displayed a very very strong aptitude for creating and engaging a fan base in multiple titles. Everybody's going to point to COD, but in multiple titles, uh, and then they came into LCS and they just came out super flat. Um, and I I don't know why I care about Optic at all. I don't know. It's like nothing nothing that I feel like they learned in other titles has shown through for me in LCS. So. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I agree with that a lot. It's I, a tough battle down there. Uh, which one's more disappointing? I will say a good organization is not going to be measured by like their first split. It's going to be measured yeah. over the first sure. couple of years, hopefully. So like 
if Golden Guardian sucks after summer next split and they've just kind of been booty hole the whole time, I think it's <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. On yeah. the oh, go ahead. Oh. No, I just said yeah. That's all. Uh, and then I think finally, the only thing I want to talk about is, is the is the subject of conflict of interest because this raises a point. So I, I'm playing. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it because I don't know if we filmed enough. But I wanted to do a vlog that was just called conflict of interest, and it was about the weekend I spent with Kelby this past weekend. Um, <laughs> and look, uh, things like this Golden Guardians thing come up. And it's a, I think it's a good thing and a bad thing, the relationship that I have. There's no way that I can, look, I worked with Hunter for all this time. There's no way that I can be like, fuck you, Hunter. I now have no feeling and emotion to you or whatever. Um, but I do think my, so one, it, obviously I'm super biased. I am more prone probably to defend Golden Guardians. I think the other thing though is, is that I know a lot about this stuff. And that's why whenever I hear people say, you know, Golden Guardians leadership doesn't care, or sorry, Golden Warriors, Golden State Warriors don't care about Golden Guardians at all. Like, I'm well positioned to understand the broader story of what's going on there. So, you know, it's just kind of the way that esports works these days. So, you know, everybody has relationships with everybody, and some of them are going to be stronger than others. But I don't know. I, ho I hope that answers your your topic, yeah. Patrice. Yeah. Uh, two things quick before I jump out. Uh, I just want to point out that my uh, hot take on how it uh, it's not that surprising that TSM didn't make it in was brought up by Jat on the analyst desk. Uh, I just thought that that was pretty interesting um, that point? I'm not as crazy as uh, everyone thinks. Was I am. this in Miami? Uh, when, uh, when TSM lost uh, uh, in the first round, Jat, Jat made it, uh, made a point to talk about how this is a new league with new teams and a lot more talent. And that's not as surprising that TSM didn't make it to finals. I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh, uh, nice. But, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think we hit on that on the uh, hotline league live that we did, where it was like, you were let, uh, maybe it was Kelby who was popping off about this a week or two ago about you let like one of the best North American talents of all time back into the environment. And like, of course your competition is going to be better. Yeah. Cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, the last thing is uh, hashtag pay Kelby. So, pay uh, Kel who? Get everybody wants good. me to get paid. It's good having you on the show, Biotrace. Kelby, maybe <laughs> if you guys. brought some value. No, no, no. For for the record, I'll say it again. Travis and Mark offered to pay me, and I said I appreciate the sentiment, but I'm not a I'm not I don't want this to become an obligation for me. I want to continue to do it for fun. You know, and, and that, once, once you're getting paid, you know, it's Mark like and I both breathed a sigh of relief because we we value him at roughly five dollars per episode. And we were worried that having to explain that that was the cost would he'd get a little insulted for that. I was yeah, more yeah. concerned about the, the obligation part where it's like, wait, we're like stuck with Kelby now. That was <laughs> that was my concern. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple things really quickly. We've got a lot of stuff going on in Twitch chat today. So narrow is in the chat. He subbed and said, wow, fantastic. Would hate to miss a single Hotline League episode. Pretty sure he's missed them before. Um, and also he wants to know if we all bought one orange and one blue light just for the show. Well, that's one actually... One orange and one what? Oh, one orange I and one blue light. Colored lights? Yeah, yeah. No, it's Philips Hue. Uh, well, they should sponsor the show, by the way, uh, with how yeah. much love and attention we give them. Uh, I have every light bulb in my house as a feel as a. Feel. I actually have a whole host of lights in there that allows it to change colors like this, and in no way is it just one LED light. Mark, can you give me sixty seconds, and then can you pull uh, Slasher from the waiting room because he he wants to give a yeah, hot take I on see, the last couple. I see you threw him in that. Yeah, yeah. 
He he's why do you need sixty seconds? Because I need to get through this. Uh, Lagunas resubs. He says the chain smokers in all caps. McHugh resubbed. Alex Tequila twenty three. Boba Cola gifted a sub to Zell. Very nice of him. Just casual subbed. He's the guy that helps run uh, the audio version of the podcast. So thank you so much to him. Captain Hat subbed for RM. Jess Swagus. Mad Fishy. Uh, Boba Color gifted a sub to Asian six pack. Okay. Miston Man 0423 subbed and Real Foxy pledged $10 via Patreon. Thank you so much. Uh, we are really behind on all these, but I'll get through them. All right. You want to pull Slasher? You can check and make sure his audio is working. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, might yeah. be a good idea. Uh, and then uh, let's see. Dot Radiance says Omen by HP. Omen by HP. Mad Fishy says Riot should have an event in Dallas. I've heard that it's hard for them to do stuff in Texas, but that's a rumor. Uh, the Biggs cheered, uh, dyslexia subbed, and uh, Mar two five eight six resubbed, and Slasher's here in the chat right now in the call. Slasher, where are you calling from? You're muted. Okay, there we go. No, I'm I'm waiting for you to do your plug, Travis. Okay, where are you yeah, calling from? Your My apartment. Your where where. Where is in your New, apartment? New York City, Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful Upper New York City side, in Manhattan. On He's the, got a loft. Yeah. By the way, chain right smokers to, from New York right. City. No, stop it, Kelby. Your music taste is awful. Uh, I'm right near Central Park, <laughs> just a block away. Slasher, uh, do you want to explain who you are to the members of Twitch chat that don't understand who you are? I don't think anyone cares who I am. Okay. Uh, well, first, then let's move on to... Uh, did you know that I got hit by an Uber? I did. Yes. We talked about we that. Talking, at, yeah. We were at Kelby's birthday party thing, and I was just like, "This his, this is not a good picture." We we How's said, "Why was why was Thorin driving an Uber in New York?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know Wait. that you could do that from uh, the UK. Yeah, dude, I was coming back from the NYXL uh, winning party, and you know, Thorin just ran right around the corner, hit me straight on. And said, get, get wrecked, mate, and then left. <laughs> I mean, if, if you got to say anything about Thorin, you got to respect his work ethic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, make it all the way to New York. Somebody very, in Twitch chat described you as just, quote, another unemployed esports journalist, which I think might just sum you up uh, really well. How's your ankle? Do you have an Well, then Travis, I mean, you are too much different right now. Yeah, uh, my ankle yeah. is pretty fucked up, actually. I can't really walk. Do you have oh, health damn. insurance? That sucks, dude. Well, I got the driver's going to pay for everything. Okay, I, mean, I got the cops involved. And we didn't know it's Uber. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe oh, I can nice. be able to quit esports journalism soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Get a nice little settlement out of that. Yeah, they're trying to avoid bad press. And uh, if yeah. I know anything about you, it's that you're really good at getting bad press. You so. will blow them. Yeah. Blow them up. Uh, so, Sasha, what, what, what do you want to talk about on the show today? What's your I, hot take? Yeah. Uh, I want to say, love the show. Thank you. I try. I really do try to tune in. I, I tuned in kind of late today, so I don't know what you're talking about. Earlier. But I just, Nothing. as soon as I, I watched it, it was Kelby talking more nonsense. And I do have to say, it is indicative of all three of you. Actually, I don't know Mark as well, but definitely Throw you me two, in Travis there. Throw me Kelby. in there, dude. Yeah, yeah. You two prioritize fan base and traffic and views mm -hmm. more than winning all the time. And that is really all that you care about is if the team and the brand and the content is doing well and they put out a yeah. good video and they do their promotion well. And then, you know, maybe if they're a good team, maybe if they're a good team, uh, that, that kind of matters at the very end. And yeah. it's total nonsense. Because how, much did, team, uh, like, how much did a Immortals uh, success do for them? 
in no, no let's let, let slasher keep going keep, but, keep going slasher. but that's a totally like you know actually i would love to talk about that did did riot definitely just, 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 just continue, think, go back to your go back to your other yeah, no, 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 is, no, no. Yes, yeah, right? yeah 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 okay yeah. nyxl is a totally korean team and they're the number one in the league and that has definitely propelled them to the fan base they have it doesn't matter at the entire team is korean and none of them can really speak english and that has influenced their content and yada 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 it doesn't matter and really, that's the same that goes for the London Spitfire, who was another Korean team, which is doing just fine in terms of promotion and marketing and views and all that nonsense with the entire non-English speaking team. And there are other teams and other games that have proven the same thing. I would say like a Gambit who won the CSGO major. Yeah, you have like Zeus and you have Dozia, the sex god. So they already have personalities. And I get that. But for you to prioritize building a team, and this goes directly into the Golden Guardians to like have a fan base over fucking winning you are out of your goddamn mind winning is the thing that builds the fan base i mean that's exactly what kelby team. said though you, it winning gives you the opportunity to, to do all this stuff it is the priority it is yeah. not like the thing that you do on the side yeah, golden yeah. guardians and look i've worked with hunter too along with Travis for many years is unbelievable to me that that team is constructed the way it was. That team was constructed to lose. And I've spoken to Hunter a little bit on his methodology of building the team. And a lot of it is due to like building the American fan base, the American esports fan base who will bring us to victory sometime. Look, I mean, that's that, team, uh, that's weird that he said that to you because I don't think, I mean, Kelby, did he ever explain it? To, I, he didn't see, it didn't seem to me like they were about building an American fan base. Otherwise, American they would have players. picked popular players. They, but they still have five American players. No other team has that. Why would you do that if your goal is to even win a few games? Can any of you give I, me a good answer? I I just I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing with you on anything that you've said, though, Slasher. I think that uh, you're you're right on everything. Well, I know that. Well, the, <laughs> was, I'm just saying when. So that I think that too. I think that you're slightly slightly um, just, and maybe it's the way that I'm presenting it. Uh, misrepresenting what I personally feel is important in building an organization. Like Travis was saying, I just think that, yeah, if you, if you want to build a sticky fan base, like you will get lots of attention as long as you're winning. You know, we, we've, we've seen that sports, traditional sports, esports. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But if you want the fans to stick around beyond your success, which is something that you can't control as much as, the resources that you're putting behind them on content creation, right? Um, if you want them to stick around and, and still love your organization when you have the ups and downs, because not everybody wins all the time, then yeah, I think it's important to have to develop the personalities on your team and do good content creation. But of course, nobody will care about your team, just like Travis said. Regardless of how good your content is, if you can't win games, nobody's going to care at all. Why would they care, right? It's it's competitive. It's competitive esports, right? Like, if you're not if you're not able to win, then yeah, nobody cares about your competitive journey. I see it. I see it with Evil Genius's Dota team right now, where uh, even though they have the biggest personalities in Dota, and they have been the most popular team for a while, because the team is not winning as much as they used to. Uh, the content is better than it's ever been, but it doesn't get as much traffic because the team's not. I mean, isn't the same anymore. thing happening to TSM and League, Kelby? You were just telling me this weekend that you think TSM Legends is like super, super good and hitting yeah, out of the yeah, park yeah. right now, but their the viewership on that stuff has fallen yeah. dramatically. Yeah. Well, so that's I also, think, that's I think you're like, sorry. No, 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 I think you're absolutely right, Slasher. Um, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you at all. 
I want to hear from the actual expert on here. Who, Mark? Travis? Which, which, yeah, which is Mark, by the way. Oh, I no, to. I... I absolutely agree. Like I was saying when when we were talking about when that fan called in about Golden Guardians and how it feels like they don't care about their team and they were listing like the jerseys and all this other stuff. I I, I talked about how like well I think you can especially feel it with how they put that team together. Like a lot of other teams at least tried to put a competitive team together, and like you said, this team like no one had any belief that they would ever do well, and like it did kind of work out for FlyQuest when people said a similar thing, uh, but then they tanked instantly the next split. So like. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, so two, so what two if, things on the Golden Guardians clutch. thing. Golden Guardians bias, be you know, maybe is the case, but I, I'm just pulling this information directly from interviews that are publicly available. Like, I don't. There's a there's a thought here that Golden Guardians, like that, every team had to be super. That winning and success is defined by winning spring split, which I don't think is the case. I think that now that we're yeah. out of a relegation system. You can work yeah. on building a roster over time. Like this is what the Golden State Warriors did, and has led them to the success that they have now. Right, right, and I, uh, I, I get that. I'm just saying that, like, you you didn't even like grab necessarily pieces that would be great for that. Like, you know, high is a pretty known quantity. Matt is a pretty known quantity. Like, Laurel, these guys are all two year veterans, and like they are NA players. Um, but you need to find. I don't know. It's just like you didn't it's 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 not even like they hard committed to youth or anything like that, really. It definitely was young. Contracts is kind of young, sure, but like I mean they're like a they, year younger than all the other uh they have the youngest roster. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. But it's also like you could also try and supplement that with some other talent other than high or something like because remember that we had that caller who called in and said, like, why is high working with this team? Like if he's not directly making them a better players why is he your guy as opposed to trying out other people remember and i actually thought that was a really good take on on yeah the i Guardians, agree with like that. roster agree with that. yeah so i'm saying like i don't even think like if you're trying to argue for a long-term strategy you could you could make the case that this isn't even a great long-term strategy well i think i think what we'll be telling is what happens in the off season both between spring yeah. and summer do they make changes to try to improve the roster and after summer assuming they don't go to worlds which i think is a pretty good assumption what changes do they make if they are conti- if they continue to pick up like lackluster players and they seem to be just going for like a budget option then yeah that's going to be really disappointing but if they decide like oh definitely actually played really well this year and we're going to keep him on and then we're going to change out something else like i don't know i think that's fine yeah i think like i said i think definitely actually did pretty well at the 80 carry position i thought their balling was yeah. good like they have some pieces but yeah, you gotta you gotta pull the trigger on on a big name. Like I don't. I, I think you know the Golden Guardians is a perfect example, and there are other teams I think in LCS and other games where they're not built to win. They're either built to like build the American fan base or they're built to try to get views for their content. I just don't think and GGS GMs was built to build fan base like that. That seems weird to me. I don't, I don't do know what nothing, conversations Travis, you've been having with Hunter, but like outside, there are so much Guardian like they could have picked up cutie pie, Scara, boy, boy. Like there are players you can get if you want to build a fan base from doing interviews. I'm telling you that picking up Defley and Matt is not the way that they're going to, if they did, if their whole goal was to just build a fan base, then they did that terribly because they, they that is not a roster you build to build a family player do you think it's a coincidence they have five american players travis are you blinded by your friendship how much they are equal to the shanghai dragons in terms of disappointment in esports right now it i mean it is actually kind of unbelievable that hunter put together that goddamn roster 
And I think it is definitely indicative of GMs not doing what they should in terms of the first priority should be winning, not views, not traffic, not trying to build. I think it's weird that you assume that all American American players are going to be more give you more fandom than European or Korean players. Like if you get a Korean player that can speak English, that can be incredible. Even one that can barely speak English can build a huge fan base. European players uh, build fan bases all the time. I agree. The the most popular player that competes in the NALCS is a European player. Well, I think I think to Slasher's point, it's more that it was more of a team identity that they are building and less of an mm-hmm. individual player identity where you're saying like, we believe in NA talent and therefore we're going to invest in them. And that was, I think, what he's saying the pitch was on that team from a PR perspective. Yeah, I think that's what it was from a PR perspective. I don't think that that was the real strategy. I think the real strategy was let's not spend a bajillion dollars like Team Liquid and 100 Thieves this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's build a roster that is young players that we can add on over time. Um, I think that was the real strategy. Now, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea because, I mean, how much... Uh, this goes into a whole other conversation, but is NALCS... Like, if you have a five-year plan, what is NALCS going to look like five years from now? It's a little bit different trying to do a long plan in the NBA versus uh, NALCS, but... Um, I understand the strategy that they employed for for this, and I don't think it was just like let's create a very popular team using Matt and Deftly. Like that's that's how we're going to build fandom. Well, I think it also depends, like like you said, like where they go from here. Because if they take like three fifths of this roster, two fifths of this roster, and then like their plan was to avoid the kind of salary jump that's going to happen when a bunch of teams join the scene and want to make sure they get good players, then the next split you can grab some people cheaper they can build a competitive roster that way then like i i think you know looking back on it you can say that this was a successful strategy how cheap are the guardians no idea i think they're probably the i if i had to guess i'd say the second second cheapest yeah either optic or i think probably either optic or romaine has come out and said that optic is the lowest paid and he has access to the players numbers through the players associations that's also a big part of this sorry one more time also a big part of this aspect maybe hunter just doesn't want to pay any money he feels yeah, that players no. are getting overpaid and that lcs players are overpaid right now and i mean lcs players are, are overpaid right now why yeah why? one one thing i want to go back to what you said though slasher is like you said that you think that too many gms are putting too much focus on content as opposed to uh, priority. I personally see it, or sorry, as a, a priority of competitive success. I personally see it as the opposite. I feel like I only see GMs building for competitive success and not putting enough priority on popularity. Because while I do think that competitive success drives to popularity, the most important thing at the end of the day is eyeballs and how many fans care about your results. You won't have a lot of fans caring about your results if you never have them, but ultimately, like in the end, how many people care about you is what drives your business. You know, like I don't give a fuck if you win uh, every championship. You need to make money, and you can't make money if you don't sell merchandise. You don't get sponsors. Nobody cares about you, right? But like, what what GMs are like? Do you think are who am I missing out there that's like pushing more towards content as opposed to? 
competitive results. Well, I'm coming from a scene where the Dallas fuel just it continues to implode. Sure. As of but today. going in, they thought that they were going to be, they were a very strong Western team, right? Getting and they were popular. XQC and Seagull was specifically mm-hmm. towards getting a fan base. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're good players. They're, they're, mm-hmm. They are actually really good players, but there yeah. was direct intent of what that was supposed to do. And it did not go yeah. so well. Yeah. I'm You're not as talking about Overwatch and you're upsetting the Twitch chat. So I not, can't. They're not fans. Yeah, well. I can't really. Um, what, Mark, or Slasher, I, you had two topics. I, we really, you have a tendency just to just take over everything that you show on. What, what was your yeah, te- second one before we, we move on to the next caller? Oh, well, I didn't know if you were going to take Frascarian's question. I thought it was pretty interesting. I, I only missed, I missed it because. Oh, I haven't it's seen it. Yeah. What she was, uh, do you want to, you want to bring it up? She, she wanted to know what the impact uh, of brand size to viewership and if the league could do more to market or if it's on the brands themselves. Uh, personally. So sorry, you're saying, is it on the team or the league to build yeah, the brand? The yes, it seems. Like I think if you're paying 20 million, it's on the league. If it's, if you're paying 10, it's on the team. <laughs> Come on. That's a good one. That's a nice. Honestly, okay, you can make that part of the argument, but I would say from the outside, Blizzard has totally owned Riot in terms of the promotional. Oh, 100%. Equilibrium yeah, not between even, not LCS even and OWL. And it, yeah, yeah, Riot really has kind of dropped the ball. At the same time, Riot and Twitch don't have this type of partnership that they're paying right. a lot of money for, which is not included. Um, and Blizzard tried to, has to try to spend more money because it is the first season. So OWL might not be the best example, but they are putting Riot to shame a little bit well, in terms of... The yeah, it depends. Of, it's it's really hard to... Have, yeah, go ahead and kill me. I was going to say Riot does have a similar relationship with Bamtech where we just haven't seen anything. Yeah. I mean, Twitch that's and, ever going to be that. That's a whole bias because I work for Twitch. Uh, bias, bias. But, uh, you know, Twitch and Overwatch League made something and then pushed it out right away. Bamtech deal has been like years now and we haven't seen anything. What the fuck I is mean, that, going on? That's there? a whole separate conversation. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's hard for me to compare Overwatch League and Riot because everybody wants to compare NALCS to Overwatch League. If Riot took all the money that they're spending in their leagues all around the world and funneled it into NALCS, what would that look like versus uh, Overwatch League? Like it's it's very different well, from a global perspective. League of Legends esports continues to kick Overwatch's ass. From a local perspective, by God, like why doesn't Riot have more than State Farm and like kind of Acer sponsoring LCS whenever Overwatch League was able to land, land all yeah. that shit? But Riot uh, chooses to waste money on EU LCS, right? Like nobody's <laughs> forcing them to do that. Overwatch League made their strategy yeah. and decided to do something different than what Riot's doing. And yeah, they're ultimately they're creating a much better looking product. Yeah. Well, so I guess uh, to get back to some of the original points, it was that the the league was doing a better job promoting itself or the the orgs that are a part of it. I would say both. Yeah. Uh, so WL the teams make money. Or helping yeah. the teams kind of expand their fan bases too. Right, right. So, like, as someone who, when they watch Overwatch League, it's basically just the gameplay. I don't know what they've done. Like, what what have they done? Just just to like fill me in on like what an example. Uh, the in-game tokens are probably oh, their, their biggest okay. interaction in terms of selling skins directly for the team. And Twitch, they and, have and like an all-access pass. You can spend yeah. if you spend thirty yeah. bucks, you get access to a bunch of unique features and ways to watch the game. If you spend twenty. Or if you if you have Twitch Prime, you get it for twenty. 
uh, and like Twit, they brought in Twitch, and Twitch is able to push this a ton, and Amazon does a bunch of stuff, and yeah. uh, Tracer was revenue. in Ready Player One three times for some reason. I don't understand. Is revenue sharing in NALCS? Yeah, there's revenue sharing. And I don't know what revenue they're sharing. There's probably not much. Yeah, but, exactly. That's um, the joke. But <laughs> it's, it exists in NALCS for sure. Yeah. There's a hypothetical rev share. Yeah. Uh, loss share? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is NALCS not making money? It's hard to imagine how it would be. I mean, here's the problem. None of yeah, the, I can't make much money. like Overwatch League. None of this shit is transparent. So like how yeah. much are they spending on anything? I, who knows? And how much are they making? You just have like rumors and weird things <laughs> like the all state sponsorship could be half a billion dollars. And yes, this thing is super uh, profitable, but I don't think it is. I've heard that it's not great. Um, and I have heard that the State Farm don't you mean State Farm? Not all. Oh yeah. See, I the, already the, say all states. Yeah, so both have the State, state Farm just makes you yeah. a dumbass because the State, the state Farm, Farm analyst has been is, marketed perfectly. Well, that that's a branding problem between State Farm and Allstate. They should just become I, Farm and All. I've heard that the State Farm sponsorship is significantly smaller than the smallest Overwatch League sponsorship. So, yeah. but we also don't know. Like the problem is, is this is that because State Farm is limited just to these two splits, whereas the other sponsorships are multi-year for Overwatch League. I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to compare. Uh, what any, It's like, again, like, we're just... The point is, I'm pretty sure Overwatch League is making way more money than NALCS. Yeah, they came out and they sold way more than Riot did without having a product, and Riot had years and years of viewership. Like, do you know how hard... I work in sponsorships... It is so much harder to do what Overwatch did than to do what Riot has failed to do. Like the uh, uh, the sales competence on display here is like night and day for comparing Overwatch compare uh, Overwatch League compared to NALCS. Yep. Like it is, it's embarrassing. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I've I've always I've said for a long time though that I felt like NALCS like I don't know why they don't. Now we should say Kelby works at Twitch, which was partnered with uh, Overwatch League, and all that. I stuff. should come out and clarify any biases I might have as well. I'm on the State Farm analyst desk. <laughs> this is a very so biased just, show, everyone. Yeah. Because Ryan's fault, the brands aren't bigger. I mean, the OWL teams had to start from scratch. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely Riot's fault. Oh, First we, off, I think another that, hang I on, really Overwatch quickly, League, quickly, another conflict of interest. Overwatch League shares a sponsorship with this show, and we're talking about Overwatch League sponsors versus. So there's there's a lot of like sure. complications here. So. You don't another, need to listen to anything that we say. Yeah, yeah. Another conflict uh, of interest is Travis bought me lunch again today. Yeah. The, um, I don't I work the, for anyone. Everybody hates me. There's no conflict of interest currently. <laughs> I think that Overwatch League is super impressive. Like more than I would say more than uh, Riot has been a disappointment. Overwatch League is super impressive to me. Uh, uh, by a significant what's, a, what's a what's a popular team that I can like look up their YouTube channel? NYXL, the all Korean team who's number one in the week. NYXL Seor. Yeah. We don't um, have any worst name in esport. We don't have any in and out moments like LA Valiant though. Yeah. Because so, I I've heard that Riot had really the I've heard that the reason that Riot didn't have a lot of sponsorships is because they were really ambitious in their asks as far as like, you know, what they were willing to provide and then pricing. And then Overwatch League just went out and got those things part of the, from a bunch of different brands. Part of the reason it's hard to compare is that like Blizzard Activision has been a 
partnership yeah. and marketing monolith forever, right? Like this is sure. the same company that does Call of Duty and how many like like yeah. they, they do integrations partnerships with a ton of people. Doritos have those guys. Yeah, yeah. Like they oh. like there are tons of these there's obviously a much stronger team that has existed for a long time and has done a ton of deals like this um, Mm -hmm. over the years. Uh, And so uh, that being said, it still doesn't stop me from being really disappointed with what I've seen from NALCS right now. And if I was a team owner uh, who just paid $10 million to get into the NALCS, I'd be that and I'm at uh, one of the meetings in Miami with Riot. One of the first things I'm bringing up is where the fuck are the sponsorships? So I don't know. Slasher, do you have any parting words here before we move on to the next? Uh... Uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. Uh, two things. Uh, Thorn got blown the fuck out this week. You are all very welcome. Um, I was very happy to do so. Uh, two. Uh, I well, I got you comments. back with your ankle, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Travis. Uh, two, I made a comment about Double Lift, which I was pretty serious about after liquid one in terms of like his resolve and being able to you know handle the situation i thought it was very memorable of him in esport uh, i did not realize he he asked people not to specifically mention the situation prior i got a lot of upset comments which i i understand so i apologize for anyone who's frustrated by me and my you know not not taking care of double of feelings yeah Thank you so much for coming on the show, Slasher. Uh, yeah, thanks, dude. You always liven things up and then take over half the hour of the second block. Anyway, thank you so much. Well, I want to make your show interesting. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah. yeah. Can you can do you want to take Kelby's spot? <laughs> I mean, easily. I barely watch a week, but I could do. Uh, okay, he's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Slasher was great, though. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Thank you so much, Slasher, for coming on. Really appreciate. Uh, <laughs> really appreciate it as as Twitch chat says, hang up. Uh, look, uh, before we move on to the next caller, uh, interesting thing. I, I talked to Mark about this earlier. Um, I have a pseudo ad pseudo not ad to talk about, uh, on the show. So they're officially not sponsoring this show. They are sponsoring some of their content that I'm doing this week. So they are officially not sponsoring the show. Yeah. yeah. They're not, they're not a sponsor for this they episode. They made a statement that they will not on, on my own, on my own. My only reason I say this is because one, I want people to know I am working with them and there's some content that's hitting my YouTube channel later on because of this, but because I, I like these guys and I've, I've known them for a while, I decided to uh, talk about them on the second half of the show. Kind of like an ad. Uh, so this week, on Friday, uh, there's a cool company called Ateo that is a uh, clothing line that is launching. Uh, it is the founders are uh, two people, Rachel and Brianne, uh, and they have basically been in the esports space for about a year now. A little bit of context on them: uh, they basically come from one of the more prestigious uh, fashion schools. Uh, one of them was a designer at Aritzia. Uh, and they, so very, they've big knowledge in, in fashion and a big passion, uh, in that area. Um, and basically they sort of stumbled across esports, got really interested in it, spent a year learning about it and decided to create, uh, clothing for gamers, essentially. Uh, Kelby will like this. They went to so many events, including the Halo World Championships that took place. They were one of probably like six people in the audience of the. Do you remember the Halo oh, World God. Championships where there's just like the two balloons out in front of the ESL studio for the million dollar yeah, prize yeah, pool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, one story, hopefully, they don't mind me telling the story. That's 
They didn't tell me to say any of this stuff, by the way. Um, they were, I guess, on the <laughs> shuttle not a shuttle to the Halo World Championships. And they're like, oh, look, we're on the shuttle with other fans. Like, they're all going to this thing. And they're like, oh, so you guys other fans? And they're like, no, actually, we're one of the teams competing uh, in the <laughs> finals. There was, the point is, they've gone all over the place. Um, and they are coming out with... Where did I put it? I just had it a second ago. Oh, here it is. Uh, they're coming out with a... Their first product uh, this Friday. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put their Twitter in the chat. Uh, I think it's a tail underscore. We'll, we'll double check. Um, yeah, you can check. Uh, you can check them out there. They have a whole video about sort of who the founders are, um, and they've got uh, some other people that have been sporting the hoodie already. Like hi, um, but yeah, this is the hoodie. I'll just tease it a little bit and. Uh, yeah, we did a video about it and some other things in Miami that'll be coming out soon. Super comfortable, really like it. Uh, just do me a favor, guys. Like, I really like Rachel Brian working with them. They actually really care about the esports space. Uh, I I don't want to call. I there are some other clothing companies in the space that I've worked with that I really like. There are some newer clothing companies in the space that are. Let's put it this way. All these investors are coming into esports and they just look at a whiteboard and they're like, what areas can we get into? Oh, apparel is one of them. Okay, let's just create something called like Leap Pwn and slap it all over some shirts and sell it. It's not what they're trying to do. They're trying to be really smart and figure out like what uh, would help gamers be more comfortable when they're playing and all that stuff. So do me a favor. I put their uh, their Twitter in uh, the... Yeah, I don't follow them. I'll follow them now. Sorry, I just got called out for that. Um <laughs> Their Twitter has not been very active until recently. Now I'm happy to follow it. I mean, they, they, after we said officially not a sponsor of the show, they, they tweeted that out. So yeah, they tweeted, Oh, officially not a sponsor. So they are watching right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yikes. Um, either way, <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much to, to Rachel and Brienne, uh, for creating some cool stuff. Check out their hoodie. I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, it's very comfortable. I've had it for a bit and, uh, tweet at them, say hi, follow them, do something. Just uh, they're cool, cool people. Was it, wasn't your cool goal to, to double? It'd be cool if we could double their follower count. Their follower count is now to four hundred twenty-five. So I don't think we're going to be able to do that because we only have what was it was twelve hundred people in here. Okay, everyone, go yeah, follow yeah, Teo on Twitter. Let's see how how. So it's at four twenty-five. Now it's at four forty-seven. We're Holy climbing. Shit! Look at these numbers. They're just going. Look at look at look at followers that that that. Wait, how does it, followers you know of them? Oh, so Travis follows them. Bjergsen follows them. Ovi follows them. Monte Cristo follows them. That dude knows his fashion. Some of these people are probably uh, getting paid by them. Just to what's this girl's Maybe. name? Maybe. You know, I don't There's really a, care about Brienne and uh, Brienne and Rachel are the two women who have <laughs> that was for Twitch chat. That done was all this one. stuff. Uh, you, I don't I don't know the reasons people follow them. Hi follows them. Noah follows them. Yeah. Right? Uh, you should. Uh, I don't know. You should check them out. They're cool people. They're doing cool stuff. We're at. 475 followers now on Twitter. 514. We might gain them 100 Twitter followers, which would be nice. Um, that's uh, Now everybody's just talking about Monty. Um, so I don't know. I just really appreciate those guys. They're cool. Uh, we're, I'm going to read out some new messages while we move on to... Uh, uh, I'm going to tell the callers we need to get a little giddy up. Yeah, yeah. On. Sorry. I know. We, Slasher derailed it. Now I'm doing this. Second sponsor derailed it. Uh, I don't think that Slasher derailed it. Laguna's donated ten dollars. Says that you're five minutes. If Riot got the Chainsmokers to play their old stuff at an event, that would be memorable. 
Radical Bread donated $50 and said, Feels bad, man. Mark doesn't want to talk about boot camping in LPL. Keep this for you and Kelby, none for Mark. Lagunas <laughs> then donated $10 and says, It's true. They messed up my order and didn't know they had an esports team. I have proof. I don't know what that was in reference to. Lagunas donated another $10 and said, Hashtag save Lorlo. Uh, that was probably about Golden Guardians. Oh, yeah. Um, that would be hilarious. They mess up the order and then like you contact support and they're like, what? We don't have any sports team. Lagunas donated $10 says paid for by Hunter. Then another $10 and said back up the salt trucks. Uh, Darking says still paying for a great experience on Hotline League Live. I hope for more in the future. And uh, we have a call. Wait, not yet. We're about Dragon Mancers is here. Dragon Mancer, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Dallas. Dallas. And uh, what's going on in da- How How's Dallas? I mean, it's all right. It's all, it's all right. Okay. High praise for Dallas. Uh, what uh, what do you want to talk about on the show today, Dragon Mancers? Uh, I wanted to talk about how best ones have been one of the, or will probably be one of the best parts for viewership of the scene. Sorry, what's that? Uh, I wanted to talk about how best of ones can be one of the biggest uh, changes that can help viewership for the scene. Best of ones oh, can be. Okay. Changing from it? Changing to it. Okay. So the changes that have happened. Okay. So you yeah. think best of ones have gone really well? Uh, yeah. Okay. So go okay. go on. Twitch um, chat will be upset about this. Twitch I'm, chat will be very split. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, I've watched your content for a while, and I know the uh, casters have been very vocal about how, especially the analyst desk, has improved a lot because with the best of three format and having two channels, they couldn't review the games as much as they wanted to or they couldn't watch the games and figure out their segments as much and i think uh the analyst test has improved a lot over this split in general and i really like how um that has improved my viewership of the scene so it's, it's interesting go ahead oh, sorry Shavis. so i think that's actually something like i hadn't really even like I, I knew it like that's part of the reason that we put more effort into the analyst desk was that like there's more uh bandwidth now but i i hadn't really thought about like why that would be a, you know such an improvement for viewers either because to me the, the conversation around best of one always feels like it centers around like competitiveness and how it's not that bad and how it gives bad teams a better chance and yada 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 but it is true it's a lot easier to make a cool segment and have fun if i'm not having a producer in my ear like and then this thing happened and baron stole a 22 minutes thing you know so that is a good point so do you do you think so is it just the analyst desk that's improved the experience the best ones uh, for you? Well, I think it also adds to the point where you can actually watch all of the games instead of having to like actively choose between which teams you want to watch for the day. And so you can actually view all of the games and not have to go back and watch VODs of all the games instead of do you so find you interact. That, do you find yourself watching way more of the best of ones now? Yeah, definitely. Um, I recently started getting into the competitive scene more last year, and then I definitely got more into it this year because I could interact more with uh, like the stream and viewership. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that like maybe even objectively, statistically, that Best of ones are so much better for all the small teams, especially because and that like the community as a whole has a better understanding of how 
Sorry, I'm hearing an echo. Is somebody else hearing an echo? Yeah, it's Travis. He's he's a mess. Oh, okay. His Avicii's um, are off. Travis, can you? I don't know. Anyways, uh, like when you, I, I actually can't do it. I can't do it with the echo. Travis, you need to turn down your uh, speaker volume a little bit. You right, shouldn't okay, hear echo now. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's better. Um, so when when last last year when you have like these teams that are playing to 5k concurrent viewers obviously nobody's watching that match so the only when like the two lower teams are playing each other now like what's the smallest viewership you see, what's the smallest concurrent viewership you see for like NALCS matches like 80 90 100 yeah, you see a little under 100 depending on when in the day it is too and like what was before it Sure. So even for the lower teams, like their viewership there is like 10x. So that's way more people that are at least watching and understanding even the lower tier matches where like, I don't know, it's it's just like more people are watching these smaller teams. They have they have more of a chance where it's just nobody cared, especially if you were having new franchise teams come in that didn't have install bases for 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 fans like it's going to be so tough for them to grow. I personally I mean, I managed a team for a couple years when best of ones was the thing, got out when best of threes was the thing. And and now, like, I don't know, it's so much easier to follow with best of one format. It's a lot easier to consume. Uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of best of ones, but running a team, I definitely was an advocate for and preferred the idea of best of two and best of three for a competitive standpoint. I imagine the viewership of like GGS versus Optic versus TSMTL. I mean, you don't have to imagine that. Like, Echo Vrox yeah. versus FlyQuest on the second stream last year had like 10k viewers or something. It was like awful. So no, yeah. there there were literally matches. I would I would put in our fucking esports and chill chat all the time. Like these guys are literally at less than 10k for a fucking LCS match. Like this is. I was like, league is dead. This shit is done. So. <laughs> Yeah, I know like, it's it's a short call, Dragonmancers, because I think we're all going to agree with you. I don't know if if Mark has something else he'd say, but nope. The only thing I mean, I guess the only thing is it doesn't feel like viewership is up a ton, right? Like, no, it's not. This has not been the we dipped a lot in the past year or so, and this has not been the thing that has corrected it. Uh, right. But I think it's arguable that we might have been in a worse spot had it not. Yeah, well, right. I, viewership is because league is not succeeding like uh, you're 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 only stopping the bleeding to a certain degree but yeah i think if we were in best of three still the viewership would be significantly worse yeah i think my biggest point is that the best of ones allowed it to consolidate into one stream and then that has helped mm-hmm. the production quality increase throughout the year yeah for sure well, Dragon Masters, I, I feel like we kind of theater matches. Those theater matches were so lame in the past. But Dragon Masters, I feel like we kind of just agree with you. I don't know. I got nothing. You're a smart man, Dragon Mancer. Was it Mancer? It's Mancer. Mancer's. There's multiple. Yes. You're you're in Discord, Kelby. Look. I don't I don't see anything. Dragon Mancers, thanks so much for your call. Really appreciate strong. it. Thanks, guys. See ya. <laughs> These actually aren't sunglasses. These are just reflective surfaces. I can't see past them. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, I see. They're super sunglasses. Actually, those are you got those for looking oh, at the clips a couple porn? months ago. What is? Am I watching porn? Yeah. Is, is that what's on your glasses right now? No. This the I the only thing I have up on my window is our Skype chat, and then to the right I have Twitter on the other monitor. They're never going to sponsor this show. Okay. Uh, Let's move on. Who's, who's they? Mateo. That's the joke. Is that they're still watching 
Then you make a, a not safe work joke. Laguna starting ten dollars. Don't give sponsors. That's not how this space works. They do what partnership deals, but they don't do they don't give like Kelby, sponsorships. It was a joke. Okay, sorry, my bad. What was the joke? <laughs> Hilarious. <sighs> I hate when I miss Travis's great jokes. Yeah. Real Foxy it gifted was, a sub to Jackalope. Boba Cola gifted a sub to Doraven. Find it on Travis's YouTube. Coolos33 sent 500 bits to Hotline League merch. Do it. Please take my money. Real Foxy gifted a sub to Unified Hearts. Girlish Menace resubbed four months and said, whatever happened to the Bamtech deal? What happened there? I mean, it's a great point. I mean, we've all been asking it. Mighty is in the chat right now. Mighty, where are you calling from? I am calling in from sunny Chicago. That's a good sound of Mike. Yeah, yeah that's a real nice mic yeah. and it's is, is it really sunny because i feel like it's almost midnight there no it's it's not sunny and it, and it snowed an inch today so it's oh, neither damn. i'm he was being ironic kelby the, the moony wherever the fuck <laughs> mighty what do you want to talk ironic about ironic or sarcastic mighty what do you want to talk about on the show today i think it's sarcastic <laughs> uh i wanted to just bring up um like how roster volatility has been a huge thing. I mean, it's a big part of esports, but it's also been a part of of leagues, you know, specifically. And I think franchising is probably going to um, fix some of those issues and how that kind of reflects. Because we've been talking. I mean, I know we've been talking a lot about brands, whatever that's supposed to mean today. Um, but yeah, Kelby loves talking um, brands. Is Kelby's favorite <laughs> word. See, I, I I get kind of exhausted on that word just because, like, I don't really know, like. I'm not sure exactly. Like it's like such a nebulous thing. I watched um, a, a great video, and by great, I, I mean fucking horrible, about this lady explaining how, for millennials, individuals are the new brands, and I want to kill myself. <laughs> I'm, Sorry, I'm, I'm finish with your you. thought, Mighty. I'm I don't there. know why Mark is bringing up terrible videos he's watched, but finish your thought. What's up? Uh, no, I mean, I mean, I just wanted to. So, like, I'm a big like I watch a lot of traditional sports, like hockey and, and you know, like football and all that stuff, right? And I've noticed that I have like teams I root for there, but not really teams I root for specifically in the LCS. I watch pretty much every LCS game, but I just Hmm. like, I think I just like league and I don't really care who wins. I just want to see a good game. Hmm. I think really there's okay. You don't have favorite players. Well, I do have favorite players, but that's kind of the, the point is when, when players switch teams so much, it sort of kills that like, Oh, he's facing his old team. It's like, well, he's been on four teams. So like, at what point does that dilute that? And I think that's where I like franchising. I like franchising for a lot of reasons. Um, But one specifically is I think it might cut down on that volatility. And you can start like getting into the teams. Like I like how this team plays. I like how, right. You can get into like the team instead of, Oh, this guy left this team. So I'm I'm done with this team kind of a thing. Um, And you see that a lot less in traditional sports for a lot of reasons, but I think that's one big one. Yeah. Do we think there is any correlation between player popularity and how long they've been with a team? Because a lot of the most, coincidentally, a lot of the most popular players in NALCS built their popularity with one team. I mean, there has to be some kind of... I actually think it might be like um, the consistency is so rare mm-hmm. that when a player is on a team for so long, like, um, you know, like people use, um, and in fact, Score Esports had a really cool, like, sneaky feature. All right. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, it was it was but it was a really good model of of like going about how he was consistent, and he's like the one consistent player on C nine, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think you guys are going about it the wrong way, though. Like it's it's you you guys are coming at it backwards. Like the reason why these guys are popular is because they are good, and they've got great personalities, which is why a team yeah. would want to hold them around for a long time. And then, and that's why you see the correlation is that but good players become popular. Good players also them, don't right? leave teams. Other teams would also want to steal them away, right? Yeah, but all those guys, like in the old world of esports, there were like three or four teams that could just monopolize all the popular players because yeah. why am I going to stay on Team Marn when I can go compete for TSM? It's certainly not for Marn, by the way. Just to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. No, I was I was just wondering. I was just wondering if, like, because a player is with a team for a extended period of time, it enables them to, uh, you know, build that narrative out and have you know stickier fans and stuff. I'm sure that helps. Um, I you really like the word sticky today? Yeah, I know. I've noticed that. It's a good one. Makes me something on your mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look i <laughs> stickers i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah i i think it's a so franchising i think it is exciting to me that we saw that reddit thread that was talking about how players are under much longer contracts now um that being said long contracts have never like if a player wants to leave a team he generally leaves the team if a team wants the player gone, like I, I don't know if having longer contracts is going to actually have players stick to their teams longer. Uh, but I do think that it was super exciting to see all the, tr- the changes that occurred between last year and this year. Now I think I'm ready to see less roster movement and for players to start to kind of solidify. Like I really like, I think it's really good that Bjergsen has been like a TSM player uh for this whole time i think it'd probably be good if peter lived out the rest of his career on team liquid like you once you start to create these sort of iconic players that have such a strong identity towards a team like sneaky and cloud nine i think that's going to be good uh long term and i do think franchising will hopefully allow for that afro staying on hundred thieves would be great i think somehow like hundred thieves and afro like the their brands i think work really well together and i think it'd be good if those guys stick together yeah, I mean that's really what that's the thing I'm I think like most excited about with franchising is to build that sort of history and have it not be like this nebulous thing. Um I mean we were losing teams point, last like for in, right. in the old system too, right? Yeah. So. Right, exactly. Like at this point if Sneaky left C9 like my own like head experiment is like okay, well, would people go to which team he went to or they'd be like, wow, that sucks that he left C9, but I'm still a C9 fan, right? I think teams are getting there, but I think if we have a lot more consistency with the roster starting with the franchising stuff, we'll, we'll get there much quicker and I think it'll be good for the league. Yeah. I mean, C9 would take a hit. They're, they're not going to lose all their fans for sure, but I mean, we we saw this when Doublelift went to TSM. Like, CLG definitely took a little bit of a hit. They didn't bleed all their fans, but obviously it really sucks especially you know sneaky is probably the second most popular player in nalcs or very very close with peter for for second most popular so by the way it's uh twitch chat talking about sneaky joking as if he'd ever leave for another team i don't think he'd leave for another team i think 
if there's a good chance that Sneaky could uh, retire and just go stream full time. Like, let's say Cloud9 doesn't make Worlds this like, year. Does yeah. he want to keep playing? I don't know. That seems like more likely. I wasn't implying that Sneaky was leaving C9. I was just using that as no, no, I know. I was just like, yeah, yeah. I was sometimes I just Twitch chat starts barking and I just like to throw <laughs> something at them to get them to shut up. You know. Yeah, I think that that team brands though definitely do benefit tremendously from. I think over time, you're right with franchising that player contracts will get longer. That's all. That's a, a really one of those big differences that we see between esports and traditional sports is that, you know, player when you get signed as a first round draft pick in any other major sport, you're signing like three to your minimum three year deals usually for all those guys. A lot of them are significantly longer. Um, and yeah, three-year deals in esports are like almost crazy talk. So yeah, yep, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that that roster stability being. I think it'll be a really good thing. Um, yeah. and I think I, I think it'll I think it'll um make a lot of the team like I'll, even though even like we're talking about like mid bottom two teams, I think they're going to even find their own um support um you know, however fast or slow it is, if they're consistent and it maybe like they play like a certain way, that's like might not be optimal, but it may be when or maybe wouldn't have fans. Right. I mean, that's, that's also, you know, something that's possible. Yeah. Mighty. Thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks guys. Yep. Love the show. Yeah, thanks thank dude. You. All right. We're uh, moving on to the next caller. Uh, let's see. Where were we? A narrow LOL resub. Thank you. Boba Cola gifted a sub to Navi1995. Real Foxy gifted a sub to Saint Pablo. We do have Frost Gurren on the show right now. Frost Gurren, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from deep Shanghai. How are you going, Travis? What, what is the difference? What, what is, is deep? deep Shanghai? Deep Shanghai. I literally live in the middle of Shanghai, like not on the outskirts. Oh, okay. uh, I don't know like, about like a specific center place, of Shanghai. Gotcha. I don't know if there was a Manhattan kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's like Shanghai has now transformed since the last time I was there into a ball and you now live in the center. Anyway, what do you want to talk about on the show, Frostgren? Well, I heard that you guys were going back and forth in terms of like uh, branding and marketing. And I thought that Kelby uh, offered up a lot of interesting views. And one of the first guys was calling about like the Golden Guardians and their merchandise. Uh, And so Slasher was talking about, wow, Travis, you do have a bad echo. (laughs) What the hell? Isn't it brutal? Working Damn, with dude. Guy. Aren't you supposed to be a professional? <laughs> he doesn't want to wear fucking headphones or in-ears. Yeah. You have my in-ears. Put in the in-ears, dude. Uh, Frostgren, you were saying? <laughs> anyway, I wanted to get your guys' opinion in terms of like effort versus value because it, it keeps going back to this idea of like content and branding and how viewership was down, but if you don't have massive organizations, and it wasn't just in the NALCS, it was also in the LCK. Without SKT being uh, a parent in a final, their viewership was down. Um, the LPL gets pretty generous because our top teams are consistently making finals but i have no doubt that you know if an edg or if an rng didn't make a final that uh our viewership would also see some of a a dip off so i was just kind of curious like how much do you think the league should actually be responsible because you kind of gave what i feel was a a bit of a cop-out answer in terms of like buy-in from franchise that it's on the brand versus the league and what kind of like you're saying i gave a cop-out answer yeah yes you did can we get I gave a witty answer, answer that got a great reaction from Twitch chat. That's my whole point. That I do the show only for that. <laughs> uh, I want to uh, hear so, your hot take, though. 
The the LPL is fairly unique in that they heavily market and brand players, um, but mm-hmm. the audience and the palettes aren't completely different from like a Western audience. You can't take like a Western yeah, yeah. Uh, hype video and like sell it to a Chinese market. It's mu- it's much more about humanizing the players and almost like this uh, this boyfriend type of vibe because a lot of our mm-hmm. uh, our audience is also female. Um, but majority of like our our marketing, our promotion, our video content, you know, when the players take the stage, you hear all the girls swoon. And when they come and do their, their frontal uh, interviews, you know, the girls all get forward with their cameras. All of the uh, the video and the merchandise marketing is all of them like taking the camera on a date and like sucking on a lollipop <laughs> and then like giving the lollipop away. Whereas wow. like the NALCS, those types of more LPL. Oh, yeah, you do. There's this great clear love shower video. Let me tell you. By the way, that's the first time Kelby has ever in his life said, I need to watch more LPL. So you're doing a good job already. You're selling me. Marketing league. But like in the NALCS, probably one of your guys' biggest brands is Sneaky. But a lot of that brand was built off Mm -hmm. of uh, his streaming persona that then the Mm -hmm. league effectively just, you know, took and ran with it. There's never like a... I don't know, Mark, you tell me if there's any like sort of segment. I mean, it's always like player focus first. Like, let's talk about these players. Let's build them up. But do you think there's any other way that we can help like these lower end brands that are just getting shut out because they don't win? Like what, what can the broadcast actually do? I agree that the league doesn't do much for the players. I do think that there's one man who does a lot of content and focuses on all sorts of players. That's this guy right here. No one would care about Apollo if it wasn't for me. What's up? Uh, no, nobody Ryan cares Apollo. about Apollo anyways. Whoa, shit, dude. Come on. I love Apollo. I'll, I'll I'm not him. saying that he's not a good guy. I just want to let's pull up how many how many years has Apollo been in the league? Since the beginning, I think. All right. All right how many Twitter? How many Twitter followers do you think Apollo has, Mark? 97,000. All right. So I don't I don't know what's going on. Kelby's mic. Really? Kelby's mic uh, cut out, so I don't I don't know what's happening there. But and anyways, um yeah, let's get back to Frost's top topic. Here. So I think, uh, you know, what you said was interesting about how they like, I, once again, I don't watch anything that's not gameplay. Uh, same problem I have with Overwatch League. But like, if, if they really are like really kind of embedding their content teams with them and like getting a good look at who that person is, I feel like at the times that the Riot NA has done that, it's often been like a written form or you've seen like Drive and it's always telling like a very motivational story. Um, and it's usually very touching, but it's also in some ways like n- not like indicative of who that person is on a, on a day-to-day basis, I guess. Yeah, I will say that it does feel like oftentimes, I like I really like the right content. I think it is unparalleled almost. Like only recently I do. I think teams have started hitting the, the level that uh, the NALCS guys can pull off. But, and uh, quite frankly, that's, partially because of budgets, but. So do you think this is a, a, a palette issue? Cause the thing is, is Mark's saying that they don't have like LPL does a lot of kind of throwaway content. That's fairly low effort in terms of like variety shows. Like they'll take the, the players and right. they'll make them like try to knock over bottles and it's just like weird, goofy shit. Um, mm-hmm. So is this simply that a Western audience doesn't find value if no, they no, took no. like the cloud nine players and put them in like a pie eating competition? So the biggest and issue, like I think that. the biggest issue is it's really hard to get access to these players. I mean, yeah. even, even Riot struggles with it. Uh, the amount of times that I've heard good idea, like Yahoo, we always had good ideas on like, oh, we should do a show where like players watch their own games and then they're all eating pizza and just kind of hang out and talking about it. There's no way that show could have ever existed because we can get access to it. And Riot doesn't have much of an, an easier time doing that either. Like 
it's just really hard, I think, to pull off a lot of this content. And I think they get pushback not only from the players who want to scrim, but also pro- probably from the teams who say, I have the ability to produce to spend four hours producing a piece of content around my player. I could let Riot do that, or I could do it myself and sell it as a sponsorship to yeah. HyperX or somebody else. And so I think it's more of a timing thing, and that's probably why they don't do it. I also do think that Riot is a little obsessed with like the traditional sports world. And that's why you probably see much more of this, like uh, this, like build up inspirational uh, kind of put the players on top of a a pedestal and like all that stuff rather than like the fun and goofy kind of stuff, because the tone is always going to be very much like traditional American sports content. And that's, that's kind of the the glorifying of the players is very different than we're going to have the player lick a lollipop and then hand it out to some, whatever the crazy kind of, soft core porn stuff that's happening over in LPL. Don't get Do me wrong, think? it's my favorite video. Okay. I mean, I'm not, think? I'm not saying it's a great video. I'm just saying so I ch- think it's it's different. Chicken or the egg, did LPL grow female fans through their, their marketing or did they have a lot of female fans and then market towards them? Because that's I mean, the question. It, it's mm. really hard to say because I just wasn't in here on the, like, the ground floor, but I've been to the NALCS arena. I've been to the LPL arena. Um, I've been to the LCK arena events, and there's predominantly much more female fans at the actual arenas. When you actually break it down um, in terms of like female percentage fans that are you know, playing or watching online and everything, it's much closer to you know uh, the males vastly outweighing the female fans, but right. actually in venue and for a lot of these marketing needs in the LPL lease, it's, uh, I mean, the most, it's pretty pretty close to like 40 60 the most women we've ever had in the nalcs studio was during all stars when all of them flew from china to support their their you mean when it was like an lpl event yeah yeah essentially would you say that more females tend to show up to lpl and lck than nalcs or is it pretty comparable across them as far as like the percentage of the audience that's female oh that's what she's saying way more in lpl and lck or LPL more than LCK or I've only been to the LCK studio maybe three times uh, okay. and not their new studio, but like when I did Casper cup and it was still, yeah. you know, there was many more females, but especially in the LPL, it is either like a 50, 50 spread or it is a, a 60, 40 spread towards females miles. Yeah. Well, if we've learned anything recently as well, it's that sneaky is, is defining the fact that you don't need to have a female audience to pander to them. Cause his latest cosplay stuff has been top notch, gotten a lot of engagement Do you think that a lot of the, I mean, you kind of are asking this this question to us, but I'm kind of trying to picture like, let's, let's say that I'm not saying that you're saying that all the LPL content is super sexualized, but you said it's kind of like boyfriend content where they're kind of like, um, it's similar to how I've seen like Asian pop stars kind of targeted towards, uh, uh, female fans. Like, do you think that a lot of that content would fly here like imagine like uh nalcs created a piece of content around sneaky in that cosplay and he's like eating pizza seductively like could could they even put that on the nalcs broadcast or is that just too weird See, for like an american audience i i how to express 
you can even see it in the LPL English. Like we don't run a lot of this content, even though we have access to it. You know, sometimes we'll show some of the the variety mm. shows or some of the games, but there's a lot that you're not seeing that is happening on the Chinese broadcast because right. uh, we're going with the assumption that that's not something that the Western audience is actually interested in. And then the content that we specifically make when we do like our Uzi and our rookie interview pieces, that's very much with a Western palette in mind. But I absolutely think that we need to kind of explore different branding opportunities for these teams and really give them a unique identity. It's like Sneaky has such a strong yeah. identity. I have no doubt that you could sell him sexualizing pizza. And like the, the Western fans would find that hilarious. And so I, yeah, but I don't know. The Western it, fans would, but would it create too much of a scandal, right? Like, would there be too, would it be too weird for, like, I know the Think fans the, would like it separating I, that, like the burrito thing with Medios and Sneaky when they were doing like the honorable things. You know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, little ad, yeah. Sneaky at their window. I mean, that's probably the closest you guys have come. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I understand like why Riot doesn't want to like do a lot of that stuff because they like I think like the like Travis was saying that kind of professional, high quality American sports vibe that they have going on right now. But it would be nice if they kind of had a different department that's just like let's just make shit that the fans would find funny and, and engaging. I mean, I've always thought that that's what LawEsports.com should be. Like, I don't. They spent a bunch of money flying out uh, Spence Garen's brother to do a long article that, while very well written, I'm sure got very little mo- people watching it. Whereas if you'd spent that money helping Sneaky build a new cosplay like that, I think that video would probably be way more successful. But these so. are also like the players that don't need the assistance. I'm talking about, you know, like the middle of the pack, the mediocre uh, or yeah, the yeah. bottom tier teams. Does um, that So does are, that work you- in LPL? Like do the are, are there a lot of fans for the bottom for the Golden Guardians level LPL teams? When you look like holistically at, um, you know, like the Chinese broadcast viewership, because English broadcast viewership and Chinese bro- broadcast viewership are very different, even in terms of where the spikes are. So like for LPL English viewership, if we have a bottom tier team like Avicii Gaming or TOP, which are respectively last place, like they went 2-17 and 17 this entire split, uh, our viewership would actually bump because they have big brand name players like Marin and Hoon. So... We have proof, and it's hard to say, again, chicken versus egg, if that viewership spike comes because Ezehoon and Marn already had established brands before coming to bottom tier teams. And if they, you know, if they didn't or tried to build their career on these teams, that you wouldn't get the same viewership bump. But like, uh, there's a, a very strong correlation between like player popularity and viewership, at least for our tiny demographic. How does LPL solve the, the access issue of getting access to these players? They just force it? Probably. Uh, in terms of like getting interviews? No, I just mean like, it, you know, let's say they wanted to do a funny video with Sneaky. They have to get access to him. For uh, sponsorship is much uh, more heavy handed. Like um, Edward Gaming and Team WE have had to put off uh, scrims before because they had sponsorship obligations. And the organization usually stands behind the sponsorship uh, obligations. But these are, you know, it's hard to say whether these are, you know, content creation obligations or like, going to a fundraising event or something like that yeah i mean to to those two points like i mean after the games all the players i'm pretty sure maybe not all but like the players get pulled into the features room and they give like interviews about like stay of their team currently and this kind of stuff i mean hypothetically you could redirect some of that time into making funny shit really quickly like if if it is as simple as i, I don't even know just smash like, or pass uh, yeah, like a really quick, I don't fucking know, dude, like just anything, any quick video, like you could probably switch that time to then and not be an extra resource drain, but you are losing out on, 
you are giving something up to do that, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then to her, to Frost's point about like, does it help chicken or the egg? I mean, the thing is, if people cycle and there's turnover, like Arrow was on the third place team. If you, like, he's a fucking goofy ass motherfucker. If you like built up that brand of being like the, one of the goofiest dudes in the scene, and then he ends up on Optic on a ninth place team, at least like people will know every like way more about him and will be more hopefully at that point like you you only watched it because he was popular but now that he's not you already know that about him yeah. um so i think maybe it's it's like more of a long-term investment where it's not like you create content around an eighth place team seventh place sixth place team and hope people watch it but like when those players do end up cycled through a little bit you have more knowledge of other players yeah hey thank you so much for us for calling in i really appreciate it yeah, cheers off everyone, guys. Yeah, it's good. Thanks for asking. Bye. That was a really, really interesting conversation. Yeah. Okay, we, we want to get through these next two callers super or... quick. Okay. Well, how about one sentence? Okay. <laughs> well, just, the just hottest grab... of hot takes. Grab you know, it's like a hot potato. You just grab it. Grab them. Uh, really quickly, thank you so much to <clears throat> Grillish Menace. Oh, I already had that. Uh, stylish Caesar, real Foxy gifted to sports law, Dr. Manhattan gifted to Spanish rice, LOL and Trink house subbed snuffy. The seal really quickly. What do you want to talk about and where are you from? Uh, from, uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, another Michigan. Yes. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just wanted to quickly touch on the, uh, topic of how the LCK production over the years has been vastly higher quality compared to oh, the rest of the, no. the world and how this could have impacted viewership and passion for the game and all that stuff that revolves around it. Most noticeably the production from the finals this past week. All right, Kelby. This guy knows. Kelby, I can tell we do got your a thing. Original, was, was, uh, I can tell we got an original OGN fan right yeah, here. Uh, since Kelby. like season mm, three, season four. Mm, we mm, only have one sentence. Mm, you used your sentence, Kelby. Because mm. I remember like even like season three, season four back like – and like the English OGN stream would only get like 10k viewers max. Those videos they had like pre-game and stuff, like they were just such high quality and stuff. This, oh, it was just it was more enjoyable to see. And I don't know if it's say what of, you're gonna say. Go for it. I don't know if it's because of like budget because they have like high, better sponsors over there. Yes, Nuffy, I, I know it's good. I know it's good. Look, Kelby, <laughs> say your shit. Because Kelby, the Kel- this is like the Kelby. You're giving him like the circle jerk right now. I'm if already guys, talking. I'm talking through this man right now. Yeah, just go. No, hey, Travis, is that a KO that makes all. a great way to muffle Kelby, huh? Yeah, it's really what nice a great for piece that. of product. It's product so true, though. Man, the, the the prime, the golden era of League of Legends was like the first two years that Monty and Doa were on the OGN broadcast and those finals and the storylines and the production. And I remember talking to writers at the time. They're like, yeah. No, I think we do it better. And I was like, you are the most biased dudes I've ever talked to. It's fucking hilarious. Like, it's it's just such a, it's so much better. People who actually can get into LCK and OGN just have a superior spectating experience. Yeah, I understand how, like, it's harder because, like, time zone stuff. So viewership is right. Like, but when people actually do have the chance to tune in, it's, it's definitely yeah. a lot more because of the quality of gameplay plus production. It just seems sure. overall better than NA and EU. Yeah, I mean, it's also it's also kind of harder to build a connection when you don't speak the same language. Those players never stream. Like, it's easier to get access and build a connection to people, you know, who you have more access to. Yeah, I feel but, like it's also important, like, a big, like, uh, 
personality of like Papa Smithy. I feel like it's really good that he's like, uh, what did they do? Like last year, they made him both on both TV and OGN. That like mm-hmm. people, because people were only turning into like OGN viewerships because they only wanted to see him. They didn't care about the other stream. But with the rise of viewership on both those streams, now I feel like he's a pretty big and important part there. Thank you so this much was, for calling I'm in. We got, I'm the seal. This guy. Uh, I uh, I only watch gameplay from other regions, so thank, I don't know. Thanks so much for calling in, Snuffy and the Seal. No, no uh, problem. It's you viewers like you that make it so we don't All have right. to pay thanks, Kelby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last guy. Go for it, Mark. Uh, he might be dead. We'll see. Oh, uh, OPTSM fan resub. He said, "So glad to continue supporting this amazing content. Love to have the OG cast on right now. I'm." Really looking forward to getting Hugh Lights because of the show, and a friend and I have started a new small talk show. Continue to produce great content. Thank you. I wish uh, Phillips Hugh would spend this money. Um, Blonde Squirrel said we want Frost's hot takes. Well, we got you got them. Uh, OPTSM fan sent four dollars. Won't be able to get on, but I understand best ones is better for franchising. But I value quality competition and more games to have better analysis of which teams and players are good. Best of threes are better for the fans in the long run. Learn to appreciate it. Uh, Boba Color gifted a sub to Dadarus, and we're all caught up. Nobody else better sub or donate or send bits or anything like that, because then that'd be awful. Then I wouldn't be caught up anymore. I certainly hope that doesn't happen. I think you could see Mark right. just you gave up. Yeah, I'm I mean, traffic. like I, I was. You know, he he's there. He just can't hear me. So when I called for him like 30 minutes ago, he probably just didn't hear me. And then when I was in there, he kept saying hello, and like both of our things are green, but he can't hear me. So okay. I don't know. His his Discord's fucked up. Sorry, Bangwin. I really next time wish you could be on. Remind me next time. Yeah. Naked homeless man resubbed. Uh, he said, unlike OPTSM fan, I did buy Phillips Hughes on sale and Jerisky resubbed for four months. That's the show, Mark. Uh, what do you want to say here at the end? Uh, I don't know, man. It's the off season. I'm fucking bored. Uh, maybe I don't know. Can I can I say that throughout this entire show, I don't know. I I guess Brittany was probably watching at the start, but she's just been watching offline TV content this entire time. It's some good content, man. Yeah, she also watched Travis's interview with Bonnie. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> offline TV, some good content. Yeah. I, I hope. Why they didn't do she well. watch I, this I, show? I sincerely hope they do well, and I sincerely hope she normally does. But offline TV pulled her in. She was watching Pokemon and, or Pokemon, Pokemon, po- and Lily the whole time. I don't know. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Keep going. No, I was. You didn't interrupt shit. I was just sitting here like, what do I say? Because I have not much on the table right now. So. Yeah, he was trying to figure out what to say because he doesn't have much going on. And then you started talking about how great offline content is, Kelby. So that was really sensitive of you. Kelby. What? You don't need to be like, I don't know which. Like, Mark, I still I'm love sorry, all them, and I hope that I'm project. sorry. I'll what talk to Kelby after about? the show. I'm glad to hear Brittany likes the content. We won't. Just, well, like, look, I know. Hey, I hate that content, Mark. All right. I think it's awful. That I also means I did a good job. I, I. If Travis hates your content, you're probably can't doing something stand, right. Can't stand that online TV thing. I, this is this is engaging content that people who don't know what I'm talking about can enjoy. Mark, Crazy. we're we're here for you. Kelby, Thank you. you have anything else to say besides insulting offensive things about Kelby's or uh, Mark's life? 
<laughs> yeah, I I actually wanted to give a shout out if possible, and I wanted to give a shout out to Larry King. Uh, oh, well, yeah, was it chain, chain smokers? Larry King, as you know, Travis. I mean, you probably. Well, what do you think about Larry King, Travis? Because you're in like you know journalism he's, interviews. And, he was ancient when the world was young. Yeah, like he's he's probably like maybe the most. You think it's fair to say he's the most famous interviewer of like all time? Or no? I mean, it's Pretty either close, me or right? him. So yeah, but I I just wanted to say like it's like what he's contributed to the space and the number of like famous people that he's interviewed is so great. And I remember he he did an online version of his show as well. And about two years ago, he had a he had a then like you know up and coming group on. You may have heard of them called the Chain Smokers. And in a segment during his online show, uh, he asked them questions that were submitted by fans via Twitter. And the very first question that Larry King asked the chain smokers on his online broadcast was one submitted by me via Twitter. So I have to give a shout out to Larry King for having the chain smokers on and asking my question. Thank you. I much. thought you were somehow going to wrap that back around to shouting yourself out for asking a great question. I thought for sure you were going there. Are you still no, blocked no. by them on, on Twitter? I don't know why they would unblock me. I mean, you aside do from more the to promote them on the fan, fan pressure from, from Hotline League Twitch chat. They just feel besides the pressure of all Omen, thousand people. Besides Omen by HP, our sponsors should be Phillips Hue, <laughs> The Chainsmokers, and Sarcasm. Those are the three biggest things you get on the show. What about yeah. Irony? What kind of irony? Dramatic irony is not very much of that. We yeah. release versions of the show on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, for those of you that want to check it out, the VOD goes up on YouTube and uh, some clips, some highlights, some good moments. Uh, and if you are watching the VOD and you want to watch it live, it airs generally Monday night, 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on twitch.tv slash SOTLTravis, which eventually I should get changed to twitch.tv slash Travis Gafford. Um, but I've been lazy. I'm going to Seattle tomorrow. Thanks, everyone, for watching my content. Check out Oteo. Oteo underscore on Twitter. You got your leftovers from barbecue still? Yeah. Actually, Peter might have eaten them. He said he was going to come by, and I, he said he asked if I'd eaten yet, and I said I did, but there's some leftovers in the fridge, and he asked me if he could go through my trash afterwards as well. <laughs> so I, that might have happened. I don't know. <laughs> Devil of spirit animal is a raccoon. <laughs> that's, that's about right. <laughs> I think that's true. Thanks so much to uh, Mark and Kelby. Thanks so much for everyone watching. This has been Hotline League, episode 22. Thank you.